Welcome to this week's episode of The Captain's Run. So excited to see everyone here because it's been an incredible weekend of footy. Incredible weekend of footy with so much going on. We've got trade deals. We've got controversies. We've got everything this week. It's been rugby league, Smithy. It's all happening. It's all happening. Kempney. Kempney. Um, Kempney. Kempney. You can call me whatever you want, bro. Kempney. Um, yeah, big week and a lot of things happening away from the footy too, which um, mm. is quite interesting. So Very interesting. Um, one of those things... <laughs> Is surrounding your club, the Broncos. Yes. Tell me your yes. thoughts on that, please. This is a this is a tough one because you could sit there and you could go, look, as an isolated incident, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, poor form. It's yes. a mistake. Yep. You can't be carrying on like that if you're elite. Not. A, I mean, you could be in the, just in the top thirty and not even have played NRL, and you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. But as you go up the pecking order in a in a club. Uh, your responsibility becomes more. Mm. It becomes more and more. And Grows. It, yep. it, it uh, with uh, with all the the accolades you get, you yep. have to understand that you know more comes with that. So, in Payne has situation, it was it was really disappointing to see because I feel like he's grown so much as a leader on the field over the last you know twelve to twenty four months. Yep. You know to see the kid that debuted to the guy that is chasing James Tedesco, even though we've lost the game as a front rower, yes. it's so inspiring. So. Really disappointing, uh, but also I feel not the end of the world. You know, I think it's a really, uh, I think it's a good moment for Payne to take back, take a step back, yeah, and and really ask himself, what does he want to be? Does he want to be the guy with incredible talent that plays a lot of good footy, but isn't remembered one of the greats, or does he want to impact rugby league forever? Mm. And I think this is a really good opportunity for to take stock and move forward as an even more mature leader. What do you think, Smithy? Yeah, well, I think. That's. I think you're exactly right. I think he needs to start thinking about maybe a legacy mm. that he could build for himself, um, a legacy that he could that could last a long, long time. Um, particularly if he if he is to stay on at the Broncos, where mm. it's the club where he first started out. He, he he's made a name for himself now in the NRL, playing for the Broncos, um, and there's an opportunity for him to have a long and very illustrious career at that club. But you know now this is what the third. Third indiscretion yep. that he's been involved in in three years, mm-hmm. you know, and on top of that, and and absolutely, well, yeah, we're not questioning at all his ability as a footballer, mm. um, but you know, w- with the talks at the moment around, um, you know, an asking price of a million dollars, mm. well, that that the responsibility goes far great. It's it's far greater than just playing good football. Yes, it's a, it's about representing the Broncos as an organisation. In the right manner, mm. off the field also. Yeah, um, you know because at the end of the day, there's there's paying members. Mm. They pay their hard earned money um, to support the club and and help uh, finance the club and finance the players' contracts. Um, there's sponsors that tip in a lot of money. There's a yeah, you know, there's huge corporate money in the NRL mm. right now. Um, so you know they don't want to be involved in any controversies as well, and any and things like this they can they can cause issues. Absolutely, with with sponsors in particular, they mm. they have clauses all over the place around you know bringing their company's name into disrepute and mm. and things like that. So and they can quite easily jump ship. So for a for a club like the the Broncos who are doing so well off the field. Mm. Um, in, in the corporate world, this this wouldn't be um, great timing for them at all. Absolutely. And when I look at the Broncos, I think, you know, as a young man, it would be very hard for him to really realize 
the mammoth task in front of him. Mm. This is a yeah, absolutely. glamour club that needs Payne Haas to get out of the, the depths that it's in. Like This yes. is a, a glamour club that right now, if it continues on this trajectory, mm. will be arguably one of the great failures of a club to mm. go from the most uh, fans, the most profit, yep. a one-team a one team state for a period, mm-hmm. a one-team town for a very long period, to go from the heights of definitely one of the best clubs in the comp, if not the best club in the Oh, in, in the, the country. In the country. When mm. I was playing for the club, it was the number one sports brand in the country, regardless of sport. Yep. It may still be there, probably not because of, uh, you know, it's dropped off a little results. bit. Results. Results. And so the, the really difficult thing, I think, for pain to come to grips with, it's really hard as a young man to, but the only way out of it is on, on his shoulders, really, mm. right now, unless we can develop someone else, but I highly doubt we can. We, we need Payne has to – and so I, I maybe he's not aware of that. Maybe he's mm-hmm. more, you know, I just want to play really good footy and that the footy did the talking, but yes. I think at the moment the Broncos really need him to be the best version of himself. Yeah, I think for me, like, there, there's, there's absolutely, um, you know, understanding of, of making mistakes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so – you know, everyone, you think back to your sort of early 20s, you know, you have some blues, you have some stuff-ups in yep. life and whatnot, and you're constantly, constantly learning. But I think that, for me, that's that's the issue with with Payne Haas is that this is now three indiscretions in a row, like yep. consecutively, in, in consecutive years. Mm. So for me, the most important thing for Payne now is to sort of sit back after this recent um, incident and go, Right, I need to make some changes. Okay, I need to make some changes in and around what what's happening away from the footy field. Mm. Um, there's no question about what he's producing on the field, absolutely, because he's out there and he's one of their best every week. Mm. Um, it, it's more about you know what's going off the field, and and that's all you're looking for from from young people mm. is that if they make a blue, if they make a stuff up, no dramas. Mm. But you need to learn from those mistakes, mm. and you got to do your very best that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, absolutely. I think for Payne as well, it would. I, I'm not sure how well he knows a guy like Sonny Bill, but Sonny Bill's a perfect example. You know, he had his issues when he was coming through, mm. and he has developed into an incredible role model for all communities. And so it can be done. It really can be done. Young men can learn and become better. And I, I, I have faith in Payne. Mm. I, I really do that he can turn this around. You know, for example, if you were a, a club captain and a young fellow had come through, and I'm, I'm mm. sure you've dealt with this, mm. well, are you basically saying everything you're saying now to them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. And and you know, in my time as as the captain at Melbourne Storm, you know, there's some young guys that that um, face some challenges and mm. um, you know made some poor decisions along the way. And you just it, it's really just you need to have an open discussion with them mm. and have an understanding that yeah, right, like they didn't they didn't intend any malice yeah. around the decision they made on that particular time. But mm. it's more about educating them around the the decisions that they are making mm. and, and, and making sure that when they, when they make choices in life, that more times than not, they're, they're positive choices, not negative choices. So, yeah. um, you know, I think for pain, he just, well, the Broncos, they need to get past this. Mm. They're, in, they're not in great form at the moment over the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously it's, it's suffering on yes. the field as well. You know, yes. the, the performances aren't great. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think they just need to address this mm. in the right manner. Everyone needs to sort of take a, a, a step back a little bit and think, right, how, how are we going to get past this mm. together? 
and get on with their season. Get yeah. it back on track. Oh, absolutely. And he is key to that. So, yeah, I've got full faith uh, Has can bounce back. You know, he's uh, he's just a young man uh, trying to find himself, and hopefully mm-hmm. this is the, the catalyst. Yeah. Uh, now, other huge news, huge news, Kyle Flanagan. I mean, and what's ironic is it shouldn't really be big news, but Kyle <laughs> Flanagan gets called back into the Bulldogs' side. But there is a timing element of it that is, uh, I guess, it's a really interesting decision. Trent Barrett has gone from... Uh, deciding that uh, the seven at the start of the year would be now his name's Avrilo. Avrilo, apologies that yes. you know. So started the year with him for two games. Yes, I thought they played really well the doggies in those first two games. Mm-hmm. But started the year with him, then he gets dropped for Brandon Wakeham. Yep, Wakeham comes in. Who's not a half? Uh, no, Avrilo's not a Avrilo, half. But yep. Wakeham, Wakeham is is a half. Right. Um, but Wakeham's been at the club for a substantial amount of time. Yes. So anyway, so he gets put in, and then he gets dropped after two games, and. Kyle Flanagan gets called in against Penrith Panthers, which is obviously the, the reigning premiers. Yes. On top of that, there's the reports that he actually hasn't even really trained with Burton. Uh, he's been he hasn't trained with the first grade squad, apparently. Yes, apparently. That's the reports. And uh, and something with something like that, if that wasn't true, it would be denied straight away. You know what I mean? Because it's yes. like he's either there yeah. or he's not there. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a vague area. Mm. What are your thoughts about the Flanagan call up in a game like this? Well, look, they're they're desperate, aren't they? They they just they've come off a hiding against the Melbourne Storm, and they'd be really disappointed with the effort that they put in in that game. I think they they were a little bit embarrassed, really. Um, that just wasn't up to scratch um, at at this level against the Melbourne Storm. And we know the Melbourne Storm; they're a quality outfit, and they played well uh, last Sunday, but. Still, you'd want your team to put up a better fight than that. Like they, they've scored zero points Crazy. in a game of footy, um, <clears throat> and and it's been a hallmark of their season. They've mm. just they haven't been able to score points um, at all in the first four rounds, or very little points. So I think they're going back to the drawing board. That you know those first two plays that you mentioned, it just hasn't worked for them. Mm. Um, you know, Kyle Flanagan, he has played um, a, you know, a fair bit of first grade, um, and. He gets his shot this weekend, and people are questioning the timing of it. You know, how do you throw him back in with not having a, a preseason with with the first grade squad? They're, mm. they're taking on the the well, the reigning premiers in the Panthers, sitting first again. Um, but I just think, well, you know, you got to try something, yeah, because obviously what's happened in the first four weeks isn't working. Mm. You know, so looking back on it, I, I don't know. Like we're, we're speculating anyway to say yeah. that. Um, he hasn't had any time in the first grade squad over the preseason. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard any Canterbury official say that. Mm. I think, I think he's in the squad, but he hasn't actually trained with Burton. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 trained with that first grade squad. So, yeah, that hasn't come from anyone within the Bulldogs. It's just what we're hearing in the news. Yeah, it's strange. Very. Strange. If that's the case, yeah, yeah. Given he is a, he's a genuine number seven, mm. um, and we all know that they've had their issues in, in that position, trying to lock someone down there. But, uh, you know, he's just they're, – they're in a position where they need to try things. Mm. And, you know, do I give the Bulldogs any chance against Penrith? Well, coming off their form off the, off the weekend, no, I don't. Mm. I think Penrith will win. Mm. But, um, but in a position like the seven, Kempe, they just they – need, they need to pick someone and, and stick with them. Mm. And if it's Kyle Flanagan this week, and um, I really hope he goes out and plays well, yeah, um, and and makes a difference to this side in particularly in attack, we'll stick stick with him mm. and and work 
with yeah. that combination. They, I think they need to just make a decision on who's going to partner Burton in, in the halves. Mm. Burton's not going anywhere. Yes. He's, he's in their best 13 every week. He's, he's possibly been their best player across the first month. So they just need to pick someone to partner him so they can start to build a combination. And not just a combination between the two of Matt Burton and whoever's playing seven. Mm. It's, it's, it's having a seven in there every week that everyone else can become familiar with. Mm-hmm. So they can work with their edge back rowers. They can work with their centers. They can work with their fullback. Mm. And, it's, and it's trying to build some stability within the football group. Because when you're chopping and changing all the time, well, not everyone is the same player. Yeah. Yeah, we seen that last year with with Cleary. Mm. Took Cleary out when he got injured. They 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 put someone else in that role. Um, it, well, it was Burton that moved to the halves with Jerome Luai. Yeah, two quality players who are already in that system of yep. the seventeen. Yeah, and they weren't the same football side. Yep, Absolutely. because who they, who they were replaced with played a, a very different style of of footy. So I think for the Bulldogs, it's it's important that no matter the result this weekend, if it's Cole Flanagan, then stick with Cole Flanagan. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I totally agree. From a, you know, I don't have all the information. I don't know what's going on in the Bulldogs. And also, I have to defer to Trent Barrett, experience and his incredible career. He knows what he's doing. He he knows halves. He knows footy. But outside looking in, it just seems surprising that a club that's wooden spoon needs a seven. Kyle Flanagan was great at the Sharks. He was solid at the Roosters. Mm. And so much so that I think at the time, the Roosters had just come off 2018, 2019 back-to-back. And so when Flanagan came in and they finished around fourth, uh, yeah, keep, yeah, yeah, they finished around fourth. I think a lot of people thought, oh, they've gone backwards because Flanagan's there. But I think now, in hindsight, mm-hmm. that's probably where they're at in the table. Yep. You know, they came that the next year. They're looking around the third or fourth right now. Yes. And so I think that Flanagan may have got a bit of a, a harsh uh, criticism around that area with the Roosters and getting moved on. And so when you've got a guy out of all the halves at your club. He's the most experienced and shown that he can get it done on the big stage more than anyone. Well, it's great timing because we've got a caller from the Northern Beaches, Saxon. He wants to know um, where will the dogs finish on the ladder? Saxon, are you there? Yeah. How you going, Saxon? Yeah, good. How are you? Well, thank you, mate. What's your question? Uh, where do you reckon dogs will finish on the ladder this year? Mate, uh, I think... Look, I, I think it's going to be probably bottom four mm. as of now. I think this year, if I'm the Bulldogs, I'm really preparing for next year when Reed, Marnie, Kickout get there. Mm-hmm. I think that last year they probably missed an opportunity to prepare for when Burton arrives. I think they thought that Avrilo would be the guy. Whereas if, if I'm the Bulldogs coach right now, I'm picking Flanagan and Burton and sticking with them. Yep. And I'm basically speaking to Kikau and uh, Marnie and saying, what kind of footy do you want to play? And then I'm building a game plan around all of those key players. Mm. So I'm probably predicting a a bottom four finish, unfortunately, this year. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm the same. Coming off their results, Saxon, um, and what we've seen from them in the first four rounds, yeah, it's just it looks like it's going to be another pretty tough season for the Doggies. I'd like to see them turn it around, though. And, and I think the best way to do that is by putting someone in there in that seven jersey and just sticking with them so they can at least build some sort of yeah. you know, com- combinations and, and um, you know, some trust within the group. Yeah, 100%. Well, are, you, are you a Doggies fan, mate? Uh, no, I'm actually a South fan. Ah, oh, right. Uh, okay. Well, actually, for Doggies fans, I'll give you some a shining light, though. The positive from last week's game is that the Bulldogs forward pack won the first half. It was mm. their inability yeah. 
to take advantage of their field position that really hurt them at the start of the game. So although it was 44-0, the positive is is their forward pack, at the very least, won the battle of field position for the minimum of the first 30 minutes. Uh, it was just Melbourne Storm's incredibly good defence uh, that held them out for so long. But if, if the Bulldogs go down there and capitalise and score two tries, you know, they may not have won, but I do think it's a very different a very different uh, uh, outcome. Good on you, Saxon. Thanks for the call, mate. We've uh, we've actually got another caller, Kempy. Mate, they're flocking in. It's, it's the, the hotline's on fire. <laughs> we've uh, we're joined by Jake from Woolong- from the Gong. Jakey, how are you? Good mate. How are you? Going good, mate. What do you got for us? Um, I was just about the Gold Coast Titans. I was just wondering because most of their games have been won or lost within four points. If you think that. The biggest barrier to them being a top six or top eight side is a game managing hooker. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, it's it's surprising because I thought Booth was that guy. Mm. You know, he's he's through a good system. Yep. You've got Tanner Boyd there as well, but Booth is experienced. He's played plenty of Queensland Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're at the Storm and you stay at the Storm for a few years, you're basically guaranteed that you're a solid footy player. Yep. You know, you've got all the fundamentals right. And I think I kind of agree with your sentiment. Right now, the Titans, they've got all the flash, they've got all the mm. flair. It's mm. just a few fundamentals of game management that really does hurt them. Yeah, well, look, um, with Booth, he uh, yeah, made the move from Melbourne Storm when um, he played a few games there with them before moving on. So he's actually come off some uh, shoulder surgery. Uh, oh, he, had okay. some, he had shoulder surgery, uh, I don't know if it was at the end of last year or maybe in the middle of the preseason, which is um, sort of hampered his start of the year. Okay. I, was, I actually spoke to him last week. So he come back and played um, a reserve grade game and then in preparation for the, the, the training week last week against West Tigers, um, I think he injured his hamstring. Oh. So, yeah. Look, the string. It, it, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the string. Um he, I, I think he was sort of thereabouts. Okay. Um, you know, for for that for that role, Jake. But uh, just he's just been smashed by injuries at the start of this year, and yeah. and I think you know he's pretty hopeful. I think he, he may be out for another month, unfortunately, but he's pretty hopeful to get back in there. But you know, watching them, watching them play last week against um, the West Tigers, like. I think they have the game plan and the players to actually you know, do something pretty, you know, pretty significant in the competition this year. They just need to, they just need to get their fundamentals right. Mm. Like last week against West yep. Tigers, I, I, I'm not sure whether they just thought they had to turn up and it was going to all happen for them. But you know, some fundamental errors like in the play of the ball, some you know, some um, you know, some just some clean like just some drop ball, just trying to receive passes. Um, you know, some of their uh, good ball stuff too is just it looked like there was no purpose to what they were doing. It was just sending like giving the ball to say like a Tino Fatasua Malaawi and just said, Here mate, yeah, go do something for us. Um rather than trying to, to build into their sets and, and actually um construct a, a good set of six. So once they get that right, look I I think they're they're gonna win more games than what they lose. Mm. But but clearly they they need to sort out what's going on, particularly in their attack, um, given some of the result, results over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, perfect. Good awesome, man. Bro. Thanks, Thanks Jackie. Oh, we're just, let's, just, let's, just stick with, let's just stick with this phone. It's yeah. going nuts. We've got another, another call. We've got another caller here. We've got Adam. 
Adam's from Emu Plains. You there with us, Adam? How's it going, lads? How you going, mate? Going good, bud. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Still a bit dirty on your Smitty from 2020, but, uh, you know, we'll get it. Right. <laughs> 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 Sorry, mate. He's got it back last year. Oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're feeling a bit better now. Sunny days ahead. <laughs> um, <I'll> just... <laughs> I was just calling. Um, so, back to sort of the Flano situation. We're saying mm. um, Barrett should, you know, be loyal to Flano and, you know, build it up, get the chemistry going and all that sort of stuff. I've been yep. watching the Tigers closely, mate. And yes. we're, we're, I don't want to put the blame on one person because obviously you can't do that, but... Tigers are staying pretty loyal to Luke Brooks right now. And that's the mm. one combination they're pretty much not switching up and they're not changing on him. And it's like, how loyal can you sort of stay to a player if you're not getting results? Yeah, look, it's it's a great point. It's a great point. I think the difference with Flanagan, he, he hasn't really had longer than, what, 10 games, I think, mm. when he first got there. Yep. And so yeah. I, I totally take on your point. You know, you look at the, the Tigers situation and you could argue – Surely there's a way for them to both part ways and go on with their careers. I think Luke Brooks would actually do really well at another club. Mm. Uh, but the argument from the Tigers, it seems, is that, look, Brooks is the best option we have and there's not really another option for us. But mm. in the Flanagan situation, I just think that he he needs just more time. I think that there's other things like, for example, the trial match, he got five minutes at the end of a trial match. Yeah. And I just almost feel like he's not being giving an opportunity to just he's not being given an opportunity to take the opportunity mm. uh, but I see yeah. your point it is a good point yeah I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, sorry mate you go on I, I was just saying yeah I'm 100% on the flano I'm backing that in I'm Penrith supporter but backing it in but yeah, yeah. I don't know just for a Tigers fan for their like looking at their you know situation I'd be I'd be frustrated I'm even frustrated watching sort of these Tigers unfold and I'm just thinking, yeah. how yeah, how yeah. long do you? I know you might not have better options, but how long do you really give Luke Brooks an opportunity? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I completely understand because he's on he's on big money too. Big, big um, money. That's it's, also part of the problem as well is that yeah, you well, know, if he leaves, he's going to pick him up. Yeah, yeah. So if he if if <clears throat> if the West Tigers can find somewhere to offload him to, then what's another club willing to pay? Because whatever they're willing to pay, if it's not matching what he's on at the Tigers at the moment. The Tigers have to pick up the rest of the slack um, of, of, yeah. of you know, the balance of the contracts. A lot of slack. It's a lot of money. But, um, you know, the thing with Brooks, he is, like, he, he is a good player. And he's, a, and he's a competitor. Mm. And I think that's what he's missing at the moment. I, I called that West Tigers-Titans um, game last week, and he just, he just he looked like he lacked interest in the game, Kempi. I just think there's I, I too think, much damage, bro. Yeah, I just yeah, like I, I don't know, like it, for him, I think he just needs to start thinking about, you know, uh, like he plays in it. Yeah, rugby league's a team sport, okay, mm. and he's representing the Tigers, and he wants to go out there and do well for. But but he needs to. I think he needs to just strip it back a little bit and think, you know, like I've got to be out here, and I I I, I want to walk off this field and be proud mm. of my performance tonight. Mm. And if he does that, if he if he if he simplifies things like that, and and makes it a little bit more about himself, then he's going to put in stronger performances, which mm. in turn is going to help the West Tigers. Absolutely, West like surely surely you know, surely he's thinking about those things. Yeah. Like when I, I watched him quite closely last week, um, and you know like he was getting the ball sort of 
off two steps. He wasn't really taking a lot of momentum into the line. Mm. Sure, he ran through with the plays and, you know, um, but, you know, he just didn't look, you know, overly committed to the game. Yeah, I know that's, what you mean. That's what I found. Yeah. Um, that extra pizzazz in the step. There's that extra yeah, energy. Yeah, just like where was the energy? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mate, you need to get out there and, and make a difference. No matter the situation mm. that you're in at the moment, and it, it may be tough, you know, we're not in – Involved with the West Tigers club. Mm, be tough. You know, tough. well, this, particularly the situation. They're, yeah. in. they're under a lot of scrutiny at the moment about their performances and where the club's at and what the coach is doing and blah, 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 blah. But um, no matter what's going on, you know, you need to go out there. In those 80 minutes, you need to go out there and perform. That's your job. Yeah. That's what you're paid to do. And whatever comes afterwards, worry about that afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally echo the sentiments of, you know, you can make errors – you know, obviously you don't want to, but it's all about how you play. The, the energy needs to be there, and then things can work off the back of that. But we're going to head to a break. Thanks for calling in, mate. Thanks for calling in. We're going to head to a break. Make sure to call in 1300 01 1170. Also text 0457 736 736. And after the break, we have Clint Gutherson on the phone. Welcome back to the captain's run. Uh, I mean, look, so much going on. Five calls, Smithy. Mate, it is just raining phone calls. Oh, I'll tell you what, text messages too, Kempi. You want to Text get to a couple in. of those? Yeah, absolutely. I'll get to uh, first up. Hi, fellas. My name's Ayafita from Brisbane. Could you see Munster taking the same amount he's getting offered from Melbourne at the Broncos? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I, it's uh, a topic I actually wanted to talk to you about because, it, you know, if all reports are to be are true, apparently he's going on $1.2 million this year, allegedly. We don't know the actual facts of that. Mm-hmm. They're asking him to drop down to 750k a year yep which is a huge huge pay cut i personally don't think that he would take 750k a year um yeah i yeah, know it's you know, oh well it's it's a big drop isn't it Kempi? massive like you you you're asking possibly you know he's the main man at melbourne to take a $500,000 pay cut now that's that's big money yes i i, I completely understand if Let's just say he's on 1.2 and you say, mate, listen, um, yeah, we've got Harry Grant coming through, Jerome Hughes, Pappenhausen. You know, we've just had to upgrade those boys. Um, we can put those three around you for the long term, um, but we need to you know, take a couple of hundred off. I can understand him saying, yep, nah, fair enough, I'll stay. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really big decision for him. Mm. When he, when he's knocking, if if they are the numbers and they're accurate, yeah, to say, mate, we're knocking you down five hundred thousand, that's a big decision. Considering, and and we are saying, if if all these numbers being tossed up are in fact correct, that he'll get dropped down to seven fifty at Melbourne, um, and go to one point something, mm. um, at, at the Dolphins, then wow, that's that's a huge. Huge call to make for himself. Massive, massive call. Considering it, they're, they're in very different positions at the moment. Mm. So the Dolphins, you've got to remember, they're, they're a startup club mm. um, in the NRL, of course. Yeah. Been involved in the Queensland Rugby League for a long, long time. But they're a brand new side in the NRL, just putting a squad together now. So, so it's a brand new club starting out. Mm. They're starting from scratch. Whereas Melbourne Storm established, as we know, they've played in like the last six or seven prelim finals. Yes. They are pushing for a premiership every year. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've got to ask yourself, do you want to be happy enjoying mm. your footy or you want to be struggling and you know trying to put things together? But 
we uh, we will speak to the great Guthin, Gutho because we have oh. Clint Gutherson <laughs> on the line. How you going, brother? Morning, man. How are we? Mate, oh, I'm, I tell you what, having Gutho here, I'm much, much better now. <laughs> much, much better, mate. Uh, how you been, mate? Obviously, mate, how you been? You've, uh, you guys are absolutely flying at the moment. I think it's personally, you're looking the best you've looked in a very long time. What's the, the vibe around the camp? Yeah, been good. Um, obviously, uh, you want to win as many as you can early, and we've started pretty well. And I think the best thing for us is at the moment, we were still not playing our best footy probably in previous years. We, we've probably started a little bit better than we thought we were going to and uh, probably got into a sort of false sense of security. And uh, this year we're, we're, we're winning games, but we're probably in school not playing our best footy. And um, that's what we want to be doing at the start of the year. And uh, yeah, everyone just enjoying the training. Everyone's happy. Everyone um, just footies at the moment with all the rain and stuff. Footies are our getaway, we were doing stuff. So um, everyone's <laughs> yeah. happy, everyone's enjoying it. And um, as I said, we're just going to try and keep winning and, and see what we can do with it. Gatho, what's been the change over the preseason, like with the change in mindset with that, you know, when you won a few games, as you said in the past, you know, everyone would get a little bit confident, maybe a little bit overconfident at times. Some complacency may creep in. What, what's been the change? Has it been around sort of discussions around your attitude towards your footy and, and trying to just stay consistent no matter the results? Yeah, it's just about um, doing what we want to do every single week, sticking to um, our process and, and how we want to uh, approach each game. And um, as you said, we probably, over the last few years, we, we probably look a little bit too far forward. We, we would win a couple on the trot and uh, look maybe two or three games uh, further ahead and say, if we win these three, we can go into this week with this many points and um, it, it just didn't work for us. We we sort of got back to doing that last year when we went away. We just said let's just take um, take each game as it did. And uh, the back mm. the last three or four games, the back end of last year was was probably some of our best footy. And uh, we sort of took that approach into this year and just worrying about each week as it comes. Every week's different. Uh, you don't even know who who your team's going to be. There's injuries. There's, yeah. uh, there's COVID. <laughs> you, you don't know what's okay. going to be happening. So you just got to take yep. it uh, every single week and. I think the best team, you were probably a part of the best team ever. And uh, you you guys just went and did your business every single week, no matter who plays. And uh, they're still doing that now. So it's, um, that's, that, that was sort of our approach to what we wanted to do this year. And uh, we just got to keep that up. And as I said, just all the guys. Mate, uh, Gutho, there's a guy that's playing for you. He's the coolest cat in all the land. I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Talk about the number one, aren't you? Uh, of course, mate. <laughs> of course, mate. Of course. Um, mate, I'm speaking about the young cool cat, Dylan Brown. Now, you know, I personally thought Dylan Brown, was he was good last year. His defense was incredible. I thought he was really solid. He did a, he did a job. But this year, he's gone to a whole new level. Can you, I guess, give us an insight into maybe what he's changed or what you guys have spoken about within the spine saying, Dylan, you know, get the ball more or be more assertive or what's the kind of catalyst for his incredible form? Oh, no, we've lost him. We've lost him. He's he's dropped out. He's dropped out, but he'll be back. Gutho will always come back. I think he's trying to, he was trying to get rid of, get away from his dog. Yeah. He's walked into, he's walked into the stairwell. <laughs> Gutho. There's no reception there, uh, mate. We got him back. We've sorry, got him sorry, back. Sorry, Gutho, you there. Yeah. Yeah, the weather's a bit crazy over here at the moment, so it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, 
what I was basically saying is, you know, Dylan Brown's form has just gone to a whole other level. What's kind of been the internal discussions between the spine to, you know, outside looking in, I look at a guy like Mitchell Moses and you, you both need to be able to trust your half. And I really feel you're trusting Dylan Brown this year to do what he does. What's been the internal chats between you and Brownie? I've just been letting him do what he wants to do as a player. Um, he Obviously, we've seen this year to start, his, his ball running's always been um, his best sort of attribute. And um, obviously, he's one of the best defensive halves already. And he, he just does things on the defensive end that a lot of halves can't do and won't do. And um, this mm. year, we just, we just, we just got, to, got together at the start of preseason. And um, look, everyone's got their strengths, their weaknesses, and you just got to be able to play to it. And, Probably in the the last couple of years, he's probably been trying to uh, do things that other halves do, and and he's not not the best, and he'll be the first to admit that. He's he's just got to go out there, play his game. His best foot is when he's running. He's just playing um, eyes up footy, and I think to start this year, that's what he's been doing. He's he I think he scored three or four tries just by taking up a wide four and and cut, cutting back on the inside and, and setting up the inside player. But uh, when he's doing that, it takes a lot of pressure off Mitchell and. Um, and w- when they're playing great footy like they did on the weekend, it just makes my job so much easier. And um, look, we're we're a tight group out there at the moment. And um, if Dill's doing that and, and enjoying his footy, when he's enjoying his footy, not thinking about footy, that's when he's at mm. his best. And we just need him to do that each week. And um, he's just going to get better and better as it goes. And um, his running games open opens up his passing game. And we've, we've seen it the last few weeks. He's, he's thrown a couple of great passes to tries, and uh, that's what we need from him. Now, speaking of enjoyment, it looked like you boys were having a lot of fun uh, at Combank Stadium last week. Tell, mate, talk to me about Bryce Cartwright's flick pass. What's doing? Talk, tell me <laughs> about that. Now, we all know we all know he's a, he's an extremely skillful player. He's had his ups and downs with consistency, of course. Tell me yeah. about that flick pass, though. That was just incredible. Uh, exactly. He's got that in him. He's he's shown that for a number of years. It's just about. Um, a few other things that we need him doing in our team to to make sure he's in that 17 every week, and um, if he can pick those things up, that that that's what he's going to bring to a team. He can he can make things happen out of nowhere, and um, if that, if there's a half chance like that, he, he's going to be able to throw it. And I don't even know how he did that. I just thought he was going to take the ball in and score himself, and he somehow, <laughs> somehow got it out the, got it got it out the back to Mitchie, and Mitchie scored. But um, look, as I said, and you just said it then, he. He's definitely got that in him, but there's just a few things we need him to keep getting better at, and he knows this. He uh, to be in our 17, we've got great depth there in the forwards with with a few coming back from injury as well. That it's going to be a, a fight to get in there, and um, you've got to earn your spot. And uh, he knows exactly what he needs to do to make sure he gets there. Mate, you're sharing the captaincy this year with Big Junior Paulo. How you found that? He's a lot of he's yeah. a lot of pressure, or a bit of extra pressure on you at all. Um, no, we, we had a bit of a um, sort of chat about it at the start of preseason with Brad and uh, we had a big leadership group last year and uh, we, did, we just thought we've got so many leaders in our team now that we don't really need a big leadership group. We just need, we just need a couple that, that can have it next to their name and uh, it doesn't really change too much about what we're doing. It's just sort of maybe take a bit of pressure off of a couple of other guys that were in that leadership group and um, instead of them trying to overthink what they need to do to, to be able to lead this team, they can lead in their own way away from that group and, and help us out in a different way. And um, me and Junior and Brad sat down and said, yeah, we're happy to do it. And I think it sort of um, added a little bit of pressure on Junior at the start, but uh, he's going to eat it up. And uh, he's not the biggest talker away from the field, but on the field he does all his talk and um, gets his work. And then 
Uh, we know the type of forming and type of player he is, and if he can, if this can help him become an even better player, it's going to go a long way in us being a better team. So, Gutho, going into the back end of the year, you, you know, it's it's no secret that the back end of the year, you guys seem to, I guess, just struggle with that. It's last five or six games. Have you? Did you change your preseason up at all to accommodate for that? What's the kind of internal talk about being about that back end of the season? You know, finding form, rolling into finals footy. Yeah, I mentioned it before. We didn't really change too much during the preseason or or what we wanted to do to start this year. It was more probably just looking too far forward. Um, mm. We probably fell into the trap of mm. of going up there. It was a bit of a weird time last year, heading up to up to the Goldie yeah. and and trying to resettle. But even even then, we were we were looking probably two or three games in advance and and looking forward to these games where we could finish in a in the top four and and finish higher up the ladder and. Um, I think as a squad, we, we sort of realised that it just didn't work for us. We're, we're a team that, I uh, mentioned it before, that we just got to get up each week and whoever's playing and whoever we're playing against, we're just going to need to go about our role and, and do what we need to do to, and the result will take care of itself. And if it doesn't, we just move on to the next week and, and try and resolve, uh, resolve what, we, what we did wrong. And uh, we, we did do that again at the back end. We, we lost four on a trot pretty ugly um, up there and, I think it was we we versus the Cowboys and we just got back into doing what we wanted to do, focusing on on us and and that game and uh, we finished the season uh, pretty well and I think that's what we've take, took out of last year. We just need to focus on us and and week in week out, just just going with with that approach of of winning that game first. Gutho, you're an absolute legend, mate. You know the amount of love I have for you. I can't put it into words. You know that, mate. I think I think you're the only one. The amount of messages that get after games, it's, it's, it's great. But um, look, yeah, I, I love it. It's just uh, I love getting out there. I was getting there was one of the, on the on the weekend there um, in one of the corners. I think it could have been my try or someone else's try. And the St George crowd started this chain. And I, I just started laughing, and they all get they're all throwing <laughs> up at me. And, oh, I I wish I got a fight of it, but it's great. I think you're the only one that actually supports me, and maybe my mum and dad. But even even then, dad still likes the Tigers, so I don't know who he likes. Oh, what's going on? Well, I mean, he's going through a tough time oh, at the moment. Wow. Gatho, Gatho, we're going to see the man bun back or what? Um, not at the moment. That was, that was two years in the in the in growth. So uh, at the moment, I've got two years. I've got Junior just giving me a little buzz cut at training each week, so um, he's looking after me, and it's a lot easier than keeping the man bun all brushed up and washed. (laughs) Mate, thank you so much for joining us, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks, Gatho. Thanks, guys. See you soon. See you, bud. See you, mate. There we, there it is. The great, the king, the king of, uh, the king of the Parramatta Eels. I mean, I tell you what, if if there is a year, this Mm. could be the year. This could be the year. Who knows? They break the longest drought. Yeah. Well, they. You just spoke then about how there's been a change of mindset, hasn't it? Mm. Around maybe looking too far ahead and, and not thinking too much about expectation. Um, they just got to get out there and enjoy their footy each week. Yes, I think I think that's the key to Parramatta um, going going really deep into this season. After the break, we will go through the best hand segment. We'll also be taking texts 0457 736 736 or call in 1300 01 1170 and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the captain's run. We've got uh, we've got some fantastic texts here. Uh, Kempi, again, a thousand texts, and we thank all of our listeners for texting in. And sorry if we don't get to it. There's just so many. Mm. Um, this were high the the people's beak <laughs> <laughs> and the go is it's from Mark at Terry Hills. Terry Hills. 
Uh, boys, thoughts on the NRL having a window at the end of the season for trading instead of during the season? That w- yeah. disrupts teams and puts a few fans off, I guess, blah, 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 players. I get players want to have something locked in and have a um, their future sorted, uh, but every single time headlines are about the contracts and dollars instead of actually reporting on the game. Mm. What do you think about that, Kempi? Mate, I think it just has to happen. I understand the downside as a player. I understand you want to know, you know, further along in time where you're going. I understand that uh, it's more stressful for players. I, I totally get that. So I empathize with players being a bit reticent to want to, to do the trade window. But mm. as more of a fan of the game now, I just think it's required. I just think it is required because not only is it good for fans to be able to go, okay, I know who's going to be in my squad for the next X amount of months, mm-hmm. but also the content that can be created in the offseason by the trade, yes. it's huge for the game. The amount of money we'll be able to generate for the game, the interest, it's almost a, a game in itself, mm-hmm. watching the um, watching players be traded, having that window where you, you know that it's happening, so therefore you can sit back, enjoy it, a player's coming, it's leaving – um, I really think it needs to happen. We got to get some kind. At, at the very least, we need some kind of structure, right, to help the fan engage mm-hmm. with footy more. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a difficult one because if you if you look at it from a point of view where, say, a player extends a contract mm. and stays at the one club, um, the fans are up and rejoicing. Yes, aren't they? Mm. But if he was to make a decision to leave the club, yeah. and sign a multi year contract, then they don't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a bit of a catch twenty two. Absolutely. Like, is, is do you put do you put sort of clauses in there and say, listen, you can sign early mm. um, outside of a trade window if you are re-signing at yeah. your current club, mm. or if you are to move on, um, you have to wait for the trade window. But I guess that sort of gives away already it's, what yeah. your intentions are. If you wait for a trade yeah. window, that sort of means well you're on the move. Yes. So it's a very difficult one. Um, it's tough. I, I, Oh, uh, yeah, it's a really hard one. I need to sort of think about it a little bit more to come mm. up with sort of what I f- would feel would be ideal for both players, clubs, and fans. Mm. Um, but I actually don't mind you know, what you said about you know, having that window where it actually opens up an opportunity to continually talk about the game. Yep. It's in the papers. You can advertise and, and have this whole sort of space in time where it's all about player movement. Do you think it softens the blow slightly if fans are – you know, the trade window is there. So they know they're going to have a bit of heartbreak. You know what I mean? Rather mm. than middle of the year drops the news that their player's leaving. Do you think it may soften the blow at all if it's in a window where they're aware oh, that it could? Well, oh, most definitely because yeah. they're expecting yeah. movement and, and they mm. and they prepare for that that point in time. And yeah. I, I guess as a trade window, um, yeah, it's it's all about you know, players moving on and whatnot. And mm. and they're, they're, I think we're talking about your current contract. Mm. Um, it's it's at the end of it's it's expired yeah. that year yeah so you know there's always potential that a certain player will be on the move mm. um, yeah. yeah so but that's a that was a, that was a great great question um, about the trade window it's mm. a hot topic at the moment mate hot topic hole in one if you would hole in one uh, and obviously our our uh, text today are brought to you by TaylorMade Golf. TaylorMade's TP5, the ball that beats the number one ball in golf. And all the great golfers, Kempi. All the great golfers. They're using the TP5 at the Masters this week. Mate, I reckon it could even Including Tiger Woods. I reckon it could help my game. That's how good the clubs are. Really? I reckon that'd help my game. That's how good they are. And I've got a terrible game. A terrible game. Uh, But let's get on to the preview, Smithy. We've still got some games to preview. We've got the Gold Coast Titans versus the Parramatta Eels. 
Where do you see this? Do you think this is going to be an exciting match? They've had some good clutches in the past. Mm, Big um, match. They played each other round one, mm. and they're playing each other again. Yes. So, that's, that's strange. Yeah, that is weird. How do you play? How do you, oh, I don't know. Let's not get down that mm. road. <laughs> Talk about that stuff. Um, uh, Gold Coast out of form. Parramatta in form. Mm. Um, so uh, it, it is on the Gold Coast, though. I think there would have been, although um, the Titans would have been happy to get away with that one, they were very lucky to get away with it. Yeah. Um, I think Justin Holbrook would have sat these troops down this week and said, hey, boys, that's oh. that's not good enough. Yes. That was a that was a poor um, performance, mm. and we were very lucky to get away with the two points. Mm. So let's take it. Let's take the two points while we got them. Yeah. But we need to improve dramatically. Um, if we're any chance uh, this week and moving forward, mm. I because, think because oh, they, they are they are without any doubt a top eight side. Yeah, totally agree. If they play to their capabilities, mm. and that, and and yeah, you you say that about you probably say that about every side in the competition. But this this team, they've put together a, a very good squad who go out and play when they play their best football. They are semi final. Football team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, if I'm a Titans, you know what I'm doing? I'm getting What are some, you doing? I'm getting <laughs> getting a few young guys and girls to sit at the airport with some drink cards. Oh. So as the eels come off the plane, oh. get some free drink cards down at Shooters Nightclub. I don't know what's yes. popping anymore. I don't know what's cool, but don't know. Whatever's going on. Get something boys, down at Cavill. Something Cavill. down at Cavill. Get the eels minds in party mode, and mm. then you ambush them. That's what well, I'm thinking. Well, Broadie and Broadbeach and Burley are the it's Burley now, now apparently. That's where all the cool kids are. Burley. I don't know. I don't know. I think you, you hang out there when you come up. No, there, no, mate. You? you wouldn't see me there. I'm just a butler out the country, mate. Well, on that the was, farm. Just on that. That was that a was that a bit of a trick that the cowboys used to. Mate, it surely employ? had to be because it, it nearly stung us I'm many sure, times. I'm sure. I'm sure. When you when you the mad cow. You talk about blokes. Um. Sort of in around like say you like your Joey Johns's, um, your Freddie Fittlers, like in around that era. Oh. They they used to they, they were at your hotel. Yeah, you, you'd Handing fly into Townsville, crazy. End up at the hotel and there'd be a representative from the nightclubs, um, which would be I reckon they'd be getting <laughs> a little bit of a side side uh, side earn from the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> they hand out drink cards to all their nightclubs Mate. and say, "Hey boys, free drinks at the nightclub." So automatically the boys are thinking, "Wow." Life is good. I'm get, I'm getting some drinks after this game. They're not even worried about yeah. the footy. Well, they're packing their going out kit before their footy kit. There you go. And that, uh, so, so the jeans and the collared shirt were the first to go in. First to go in before the mouth guard and boots. Don't worry about that. We can sort that out later. <laughs> but right now, I care about having a good time. No, but in all seriousness, this is a huge game for the Titans. Yeah. It's a huge game because yeah. they cannot afford to continue to have this. Uh, image mm. of a, a team that constantly puts in one good half and then the second half or the first half is a poor half. They need to become an 80-minute side yeah. that has two sides to its game. Great attack. We all know that they've got the great attack in them, mm. but their defense, they need to be willing to get into that grind. Mm. And sometimes I watch the Titans and I just think that they're so reliant on their ability to score points outside of last week mm. that they don't accept that challenge of like, you know what? We're going to go 20 minutes right now without a try scored, without a line break. It's just going to be completing footy yep. and line speed, and that's it. And I think that's where they really lack that next step to the top eight, top six. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I think um, that, that's been a couple of their games this year where mm. they've struggled to, to 
to back up like one the first half performance. Yeah. Um, last week was just I don't know what last week was. Strange. I, I think they turned up just thinking, oh, it's the West Tigers. Yeah, we'll get it done. They're in they're in panic mode at the moment. They're they're desperate. They don't know what's happening. We'll just we'll just get it done. Where they almost got beat. It took until the last thirty seconds of the match to score a lucky try to get that victory. So. You know, imagine if they would have finished that game being the first team beaten by the West Tigers in 2022. Man, no try scored as well. Oh, mate, it, it just you know. So for me, I, I think, I think that you know, yes, they they need to find a little bit more resolve in in defence. Mm. I think they can offer so much more with the ball though. Like yeah. last week, I just I felt like they had some good ball movement through their middle. Yeah, their their middle forwards have got good skill. Yeah, like they they've got strong running games, obviously to start with. That's their biggest weapon but they've actually got the ability to pass the ball around yeah um and i I think they need to promote the footy a bit more and somehow find a way Mm. to give uh david fafita oh man some some space and an opportunity to get a one-on-one yeah with with his opposite man because he got one opportunity last week kempi on a short side Mm. and he threw uh jimmy the jet threw him off like he was a child yeah it's insane. And made a bit of a half break, and mm. they went on that roll. So they, they just need to find find a way to get him some, some space. Yeah, absolutely. And with the Eels, I mean, we all know, we've spoken about them already with Clint. Uh, you know, I think it can be a big win for them, a really statement game to back up. And, you know, Eels have had a tendency to have these big games and then a bit quite the next week. Mm. Really important for them to back up. But after the break, we'll continue previewing a round of footy. Make sure to text and call in, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith right here on SEN. Miss the first hour? Check out the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith podcast on Apple and Spotify or call us in 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736 for text or Twitter is at 1170SEN. But I'm super excited about this next next, next guest. Mm. Uh, one of the best players in our game, an absolute legend of the bloke. We have Cam Murray on the phone. How are you going, brother? Well, thanks. How are you guys? Mate, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Now, Cam, how have you been? You know, it's your first year as a, a captain. You know, you're a young, you're a young player still developing a game. But how's it been captaining such a famous club like the Rabbitohs? Yeah, it's been um, it's been an interesting ride so far. Um, definitely learning um, a lot on the trot. And uh, yeah, we've had a tough uh, first couple of games, and obviously we're um, probably mm. not sitting where where we want to sit, but. Um, everything's been, um, you know, a massive learning curve for me, and um, yeah, just trying to keep it simple, take it one game at a time. But it's, um, it's been really enjoyable. Something that, um, you know, a couple of years ago, if you told me I was in this position, um, I wouldn't believe you. So yeah, it's, um, it's pretty unreal for me, and, and something that um, I'm really enjoying so far, and looking forward to what's to come. And you mentioned that tough start to the year, Cam. How's the squad handled that? Obviously, you know a few changes in the in the playing squad. New coach, um, you know, with with uh, Demetrio changing over from Wayne Bennett, um, Latrell missing round one. How, how's the squad handled that really tough start to uh, the twenty twenty two season? Yeah, obviously, uh, like I said before, probably um, haven't won as um, as many games as we probably would have liked and forecasted mm. for, but uh, I think we've um, we've handled everything really well. Obviously, it's been a big transition with a new coach, um, some new phases in a lot of key positions, and um, you know a little bit of a reduced uh, preseason uh, for me personally, and then on the back of some COVID dramas, um, you know, like every, yeah. like every club's gone through, 
Um, but mm. I think we've handled it really well, you know, um, as good as we probably can um, in the position that we're at. Um, I think um, effort on the field probably um, is exactly where it needs to be. It's more about, um, you know, the technical side of things and, and our completion rate and building pressure and, and stuff like that, um, that, you know, we need to get better at. So, uh, yeah, I think it's been, it's been really good. Um, confidence is still really high. And, and I think um, despite some of the results where, um, you know, we're, we're pretty confident in where we're going, uh, it's just a matter of, um, you know, winning, winning some more games um, yeah. on the trot now and, and, and putting our money where our mouth is and proving to ourselves that we can get results like we know we can. Now, Cam, it's it's a the worst kept secret in all the world. Reynolds was a massive pest, and he got the boys <laughs> up. He got the boys up, but he's not there anymore. Who's the pest that's taken over his mantle of getting the boys up, having a bit of fun? Who's the guy that's bringing the energy this year? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he's hard to replace. But um, I always thought Cody Walker was a bigger pest than Reynolds. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> In terms of being annoying and being a pest, Cody's definitely always been number one. Um, but he's allowed to do and he gets the boys up. Um, he's a big competitor and he just wants to win. So um, he leads really well from the front. Um, and, you know, I've never played with anyone like him. I just, I love playing alongside him so much. And I think he does so much for the boys on and off the field. So, um, yeah, I know Cody Walker's, he's probably been a little bit frustrated, um, you know, like all of us with, with some of the results. But, I know it just drives him to 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 play harder and um, you know to a little bit more motivation to 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 start winning. So uh, he's been really good for us, and I think he'll um, start to kick in the gear over the next couple of games. Yeah, I mean, I'm of the mind. I'm actually quite impressed with how you guys have handled the start of the year. You had the hardest start, mm. you know, the first four rounds, hardest start of everyone. Yeah, well, let's just well, it's the Broncos away. That's a tough. Hey, that's the toughest game of the round. That's the toughest were, game of the year. Well, and they were up for it. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, and then. Then this is this is the Rabbitohs run afterwards. It's the Storm, Roosters, Penrith. Yeah, ouch. So it, it has been a tough start. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just wanted to speak about young Lockie Ilias. I think he's been an absolute shining light for you guys. You know, he went down uh, against the Storm, and he you know had a few uh, errors here or there. But outside of that, I think he has been absolutely fantastic. Can you tell us a bit more about uh, the young fella, Lockie Ilias? Yeah, he's a great kid. He's always had a really good head on his shoulders and he's keen to learn. And I think he's um, done exactly that, especially um, getting an opportunity last year and coming away with us up, up on the Gold Coast. He um, hang, he hung behind uh, people like Adam Reynolds and, and Cody Walker. And I think and Cody Walker's been really good for his sort of um, learning cycle, especially this preseason. And, he, and he's taken everything on board. Um, he knows he's got the confidence from the coach and all the players, which I think is massive for a young kid. Uh, coming into first grade in such a key position, he knows he's got the support and backing of all, all his players. Um, and I think we've just uh, created a really nice environment for, for him to thrive, and he's done just that. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're yet to see the best of Lockie. I, I think he's still building in confidence uh, every week. And, yeah, I think he showcased a little bit, bit of that on the weekend. Uh, he got our players player, and everyone was really, uh, really happy with the way he performed. Really and, and he sort of... Uh, broke out of his shell a little bit there. So I think he's going to be really good for us. Now, Kim, you just spoke about Ilias and, you know, he's a he's a young rookie, number seven, uh, dealing with some changes at the club this year. How have you found stepping into that leadership role or as the captain of the Rabbitohs? It, it's a huge job in itself. 
Um, how have you found that firstly? And, and do you think you're a captain that leads more by your actions or with words as well? Uh, yeah, well, I, t- I told myself when I, when I first found out I was going to be captain that I wanted to be someone who led by his actions more so than anything else. So I think the first thing that I needed to do was get myself as fit as I could in the off-season to, you know, to maximise, um, you know, what I, what I can do and what I need to do on the field to be a leader. So I, I'm really happy with, um, you know, the way I prepared in the circumstances that, um, yeah, I found myself in off the back of shoulder surgery. I think I've come out um, really confident um, from the work that I've done personally. Uh, and so, uh, obviously, that's a big sort of uh, motivator and, and, and I guess a way that I can sort of see uh, myself leading um, in that sort of sense. Um, but the other thing that I told myself too was um, to lean on, you know, some of the, the leaders that we've already got at the club and, and some great mm-hmm. leaders that have been sort of at the top of their game and 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 leading really well, especially um, from the time that um, Sam Sato and Greg all left pretty suddenly. I think Cody Walker and, and Damian Cook really led from the front there, and then obviously uh, Renault's departure there and, and Latrell coming in into that group, um, and we had Benji Marshall there last week and uh, last year, sorry, uh, and and I just think we've got such a great repertoire. Of, um, of leaders there and I wanted to lean on them for advice and, and for leadership too. So I think it, it, it's been a collective effort so far and, and I haven't been sort of the, um, you know, the sort of standout dictator kind of leader um, that some people are. I've, I've sort of more <laughs> collaboratively... <laughs> what's funny here? Oh, I, just, uh, I, I just pointed to Smithy. When you said dictator, I just pointed to Smithy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even have a chair here. I'm chained to the bench. Chained to the bloody bench, mate. <laughs> no, there wasn't any hit in that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've sort, of, I've sort of collaborated really well with them, and I think we've got a really good dynamic there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm far from where I want to be um, as a leader. I'm learning every week, but it's been really handy to have those type of um, leaders there with me. Now walk the walk the fans through because like a player like you, you get through so much work, hit ups, defence. It's so important your recovery. You know, arguably more important than any other player. When you get through that much work and you're doing that much, I guess, physical contact, what's a what's a, a re a recovery day for you? What's it look like? You know, do you wake up? Do you do yoga? How do you take care of your body to make sure it's in tip top nick? Yeah, it's a it's a massive part of of the game now. Um, I think not not just for me. I think for everyone, um, it's it's a it's a massive workload that that everyone gets through. And um, I think um, the people that come out best are the people that are disciplined with what they do away from footy. So, um, I you know I've got my own little routines that I do. I I, I stretch and, and foam roller at home a lot in, on my um, on my days off. Uh, I go and do hot hot and cold recovery sessions. Um, every now and then when I feel like I need it. Um, I jump in a Pilates class every now and then, which I think is really good for my recovery. Uh, and, and I think one of the, the biggest and probably one, one of the ones that um, not many people think of is just to get away from footy in your days off. Let your head sort of um, recover and, and rest from all the craziness that, that does go on at training and um, you know during a game and on the weekend. It's really important to um, have passions outside of footy and, and also just to, just to get away from it also it doesn't consume you know, because it's a long season and like I said before the, the, the people that are in best debt especially um, later on and at the pointy end of the seasons are the ones that are smart with what they do away from footy.
Now, Cam, just looking forward um, over the next few weeks, you take on the Dragons, followed by the Bulldogs on Good Friday, um, and then the West Tigers. You'd, you'd like to think that the Rabbits would take care of those three matches. But um, first up this weekend, uh, you're taking on the Dragons. What are, your, what are your thoughts and how's the preparation been around this game? Yeah, it's been really good. I think we had a we had a good, um, nice reality check um, for our for our review and recovery day um, earlier this week, and um, our coach sort of got us in in and said um, we needed to be a little bit more disappointed um, from our from our you know from the last couple of results and not use the excuse of um, you know playing some of the top teams um, and just being happy with competing with the top teams. We need we need to be happy with results, and so that's where our focus is. It's, it's just it's the results over the next four weeks. Coming up against St George, they're a great side, and and we play them in the Charity Shield, and they dusted dusted us there. Um, I think they've improved um, a lot over um, you know since last year. They've got a really strong middle now, and I think that's where their their threat is um, on the back of um, players like uh, Ben Hunt, who's who's pretty. Um, silky with the ball um, if given the opportunity. So um, for us, I think it's just about winning that middle battle um, early on and making sure that you know our completion rate is high and uh, we're building a lot of pressure and, and taking you know the fatigue and pressure off us off our defence um, that you know that we haven't really been able to do over the last couple of weeks because our completion rate, um, apart from the Roosters, has been really low and we've we've built a lot of fatigue. Um, through our defence, and we haven't been able to execute um, the opportunities that we've seen in attack because because of that. So, um, yeah, it's just about uh, winning the middle battle, and, and I think just um, focusing more on us and our completion rate and what and what we know we need to do to um, to get the job done. Cam, absolute legend, mate. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. And uh, yeah, massive good luck for the rest of the year. I think I, I really like where you boys are at. I think you guys have had a really tough run. Uh, and you've you've taken it too. I mean, there was a couple games there, a mm. couple points. Yep. Good oh, well, what about the Storm game? Yeah. Thoughts. Give us your thoughts, Cam, on Latrell Mitchell's crazy left boot. What's going on with that, <laughs> mate? Is um, I can't put it in the words. He's just a freak of nature. He's one of those guys that you just look for in big games when you need something like that because he can just pull it off. Like he he, he just proved in that game. You know, he he missed. I think the first two or three. Um, um, conversions off the tee, and then you know you throw him the ball, and almost 50 meters out, he, he nails a two two point field goal. So like he's one of those. He's a big game player, and he's a freak. There's no better way to describe it, mate. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Cam. I really do appreciate it, mate. Good on you, mate. Good luck this no week. Thank you, appreciate Legend, it. Legend, mate. There he is, Cam Murray. What an absolute. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe, man, I believe eh? he's made of the stuff that can captain our nation. That's what I believe. Really, I believe that. I believe that yeah, in the no. next five to, he's still only 23, 24. Yeah, young man. So, I mean, yeah, incredibly. Speaks well. Speaks well. Great representer. Like, you know, we always hear of the off-field dramas, mm. but these are players represent rugby league so, so well. Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Now, uh, after the break, we've got round wrap-ups. We're going to answer your text. We've got phone calls. So make sure to call in 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and yours truly, The Beak. Uh, <laughs> now, we have uh, Bailey's Ladders. 
Uh, welcome back, because we are being welcomed back by Bailey's Ladders, who have mm. been around for 60 years. 60 years. Trusted in the worksite for 60 years. I cannot explain to you at a worksite mm. with the standards they have to reach, if you're trusted for 60 years, you're doing something right. Yeah. So let's break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey ladder. Yeah, we got a few, and a couple have already been mentioned in the show uh, already, Kempi. Um, and I'm just going to throw stats at you. Stats. Throw them at me. Around these three players that we've chosen. Um as the Bailey Ladders young players on the climb. Number one, Dylan Brown. He gets one vote. Yeah. He's only 20, 21. Yes. It seems like these young blokes, they've been around for donkeys. Really? Yes. Donkeys years. Anyway, last week um, with the big win, he had one try, ran for 150 metres as a six. Wow. Unbelievable. Two line breaks, one line break assist and one try assist. If that's not a day out. That's a day out. I'm not here. Uh, two points goes to Harry Grant, uh, playing number nine at the Storm. Two try assists for Harry, one line break assist, and he made over thirty-five tackles. That's a that's a big effort that's... in a game where you know you win forty-four nil. Mm. Like making thirty-five tackles, that's a and he and he, and he, uh, he had an early early rest as well. Mm. I think Craig Bellamy took him off with about uh, seven minutes it's to a go. Fair knock. It's a fair knock. That's a big game. Um, but number three goes to Big Tino Fatasua Malaui, obviously the uh, the captain of the Titans. Ran for over 140 metres, made 34 tackles, including – did you see the tri-saver? Oh, I love that. On David Nofaluma. So Nofaluma's come in off the wing. He's ran in the midfield, made a break through a gaping hole. Mm. And Big Tino, he's already made 25-odd tackles and mm. ran for 100 metres already. Turned around, dragged him down about five metres short of the line. Won him the game. And, and got a turnover for him. Um, so big play um, in what was not the greatest game of rugby <laughs> league we've ever seen. Yes. But um, a big effort by Tino as as the skipper to, uh, well, got them a lucky win in the end. Mm. So well I'm, done to those young boys. If I'm the Titans coach, I'm putting that on repeat all week and said, boys. Repeat. There it is. There it is. That was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over 60 years. That's right. 60 years. Now, we've got some callers. We've got Paul from Brisbane. Now, we've got Paul from Brisbane, mate. How are you going? Morning, and what's your question? Uh, hey, Paul. Mate, how are you going? Hello? What's your question? Hello. You got us, Paul? Uh-oh. I think Ooh. we've gone to his Bluetooth. Hello. Bluetooth. Oh, no. Hello, are you there? Hi, boys. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Paul. Yourself? Yeah, going well. Hey, Cam, look... Um, as we're sort of approaching the um, the start of the Origin series, just trying to work out what your thoughts are because Reed Marnie's really putting in a pretty strong case uh, for the number nine. What he are your is. sort of thoughts on that? Well, um, he is, and he and he was outstanding um, last weekend, uh, as were the majority of the the Parramatta side. Um, look, I had him penciled in last year. I don't know if you heard the show last year in the lead up to. To the first Origin game, um, I had him penciled in as the nine for the Maroons for game one, and that was mainly around um, if you can remember um, Harry Grant. He hadn't played a game for about six weeks. I think he was dealing with a hamstring injury, so they they mm-hmm. they are in a a really tight battle for this first game. Now I'm not sure which way uh, Bill and the selectors will go. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, there's no I don't play a role in the selection. Um, as an assistant coach, but you know, Bill and the selection panel who put together this side, they've they've got a well, it's a it's a great headache headache to have, isn't it, Paul? To have two premier sure hookers, to, 
to, to yeah. choose from. Um, yeah, if I, if I'm if I'm going to say if if one's in front of the other at the moment, maybe Harry Grant, mm. given you know he yeah. played um, in in game one last year and he played for the for the Maroons last year, where Reed Money missed out having a shoulder injury. It was a very untimely shoulder injury yeah. leading into that series. So, but you know, looking at the way the season's gone so far, with you know just injuries popping up here and there, you know, COVID issues too. As we know, Harry Grant mm-hmm. missed a game through um, having COVID not so long ago. Things can change so quickly. Mm. But um, I think the, the the best thing for Queensland, Paul, is that you know they've got two quality number nines to pick from for game one. Absolutely. Do you think that uh, probably Harry would be um, more suited to, say, you know, bench play, no, say, the number 14, but then you've got Ben Hunt as well. So it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a yeah. catch-22, isn't and it? It is, mate. It's a good point because... If you play both Reed Marnie and Harry Grant, well, they're two sort of um, they, their specific nine. roles are yeah mm. number nines. Um, whereas someone like a Ben Hunt, he can play nine, he can play seven, six, and at a pinch, you could probably play him in a role like a Brandon Smith, where he plays a, a, a sort of a link um, thirteen um, because he's he's certainly robust enough and he's brave enough. He's played in the middle before and. Um, he can he can make tackles against big men. So um, we all know he's a he's a solid, tough little bugger, Benny Hunt. But um, yeah, look, three yeah. quality players who are who are playing some pretty good footy at the moment, and let's just hope they're all healthy um, come game one. Let's hope so. Look, the other quick point is uh, just on uh, on the on the storm, follow storm, is with uh, young Jack Howarth. Do you think he will get a run mm. uh, sometime during the year? Well, look, I'd like to think so. Um, Probably not while they're fully fit. Um, you know, I think their backline's quite settled, um, considering you know the, the quality that they have in both centres and wing position. But he, I'm sure, around you know that rep period where rep footy starts up and a few internationals are played in state of origin, I think I think Jack will will get a run because I think there's you know there's some. Um, uh, I think he's highly regarded down there at Melbourne and, and shows through the contract that he was just awarded with a, an extension and I think he's being paid somewhere in, in around half a million dollars a season. Um, so I'd like to think that he'd be he'd be on the radar to get a start at some stage this year. Great. Appreciate your comments, boys. Mate, th- Thanks a lot. Keep up the Paul. good work. Thanks, Paul, mate. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Now we're on to our next caller, Don from Canberra. You there, Don? Hey, boys. How we going? Going good, Don. Yourself? Hey. Yeah, going good, thanks. Got a couple little quick ones that I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on. So there's been a bit of chat lately about the 14 for New South Wales with, you know, rewarding Nico and Pappy for their good form and whatnot. But I, I sort of mm-hmm. think Jack Whiten has to be the 14 given his uh, coverage of the back line positions. And then Brandy and Freddie have also sort of said that they'd be happy to play him as a um, back row if there was no back injuries, which sort of leads me into my next Thing. I, I sort of had a bit of a think about what they said, and I don't think that Jack playing 13 would be the craziest thing, at, like even at club level. Like, given you look at the success of like Dylan Walker moving into that ball playing lock sort of thing, and I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were. Jack was, you know, if that would could ever be a thing for him to move into the back row and play like a 13 on uh, instead of his current role. Well, it's funny you say that, mate, because a few weeks ago I uh, said on the po- my own podcast, uh, Bloke in a Bar, 
that I actually think in today's game, Wyden suits 13 better than he suits a six. Even though he's a fantastic yeah, right. six, obviously won Dally M. But in today's game, yeah. his size and strength and ability to link, I think the only issue at the Canberra Raiders right now is they're just so lacking for uh, the spine to come together that you, you just need him at six because he influences game so much. In mm. regards to the 14 position, that's that's a really, really tough call. If by form, I think you would put uh, Pappenhuis in there mm. uh, or Hines. Yep. But Freddie loves... Whiten and we we saw I remember a couple of years ago when the New South Wales got beaten by Queensland and it was you know Freddie was really disappointed with his team and ended up dropping Latrell and in that same yep. I guess press conference where he talked about dropping Latrell he actually praised Jack Whiten out of all the players in the team mm. so Freddie does have a lot of I guess love for what Jack does bring to a rugby league side yep. so I think out of loyalty you probably keep him there well it's it, it's his competitive nature. Mm. Which is what Freddie loves, and particularly at Origin level, he's a he's a tough he's a tough player. He plays hard. He plays aggressively, which is what's needed at that level. I agree with you, Kempi. I think yeah. six is his best position for Canberra, mm. just for that team setup. I think if he played thirteen, um, Don, I think if you start him in that thirteen role in the middle, it it it'll take a, a lot of his energy away. It'd mm. gas him a lot, and and just take away his ability to run the ball and break the line, mm. which is his main threat. It's his main weapon is yeah. his, his ability to run. Um, and also his ability to kick and chase his own kick and provide energy for the footy side in that sense. But but there's no doubt that, you know, he, he'll be he'll be in the, involved with that New South Wales side, whether it be six or on the bench. But they've got some, I'll tell you what, they've got some oh. players. Like if, we, if you just mention a few names, say Jack Whiten is six, Cam Murray on form 13. Well, then you still got Victor Radley mm. on the bench roll as a, as a 14 because he can play nine as well. Isaiah Yo, um, Isaiah Yo, of course, like he he, he he could be 13. Yeah. Um. So you've got you know Isaiah Yo, Cam Murray, Victor Radley, very similar plays. You have got Nico Hines. You got Pappenhausen. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, like it's just you know. And then if Damian Cook starts nine, then you could also take an Appy Coruscant mm. like they did in game three last year. Yeah, so they've got, there's an embarrassment of riches there for that sort of nine, 13 and 14 role for New South Wales. So, so yeah, like got, that's maybe. what's that? What's that Don? <laughs> Sounds like you might be a bit nervous about all the talent we got. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we're the underdogs. No. Queensland <laughs> underdogs, mate. Not not nervous at all. Just 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 knowing you gotta know your you gotta know your enemy. You gotta know your enemy. Yeah, mate, cool. thanks for calling in, Don. Appreciate cool. it, bro. No worries, boys. Cheers, See ya. Man. Cheers, mate. See ya. Uh we're gonna head to the news and then after that we're gonna preview round five. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with with Cameron Smith and also yours truly, the most beakiest of beaks, myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, look, it's not the best nickname, but when you get it by the public, you've just yes. got to run with it. You run with it. It's Accept called, it and move on. You know what it's called? It's called the eight-mile trick. And the eight-mile trick is, Smithy, mm-hmm. it's when if you just insult yourself, yes. no one else can insult you because you've already said it. Right. So It's well, done and dusted. It's done. It's done. Now, we've got a huge match tonight, and I love this clash because – I call this clash kind of, are they really who they say they are? Manly right. were supposed to be premiership stretch at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Newcastle Knights have come out this start of this year and said, hey, hang on a sec, we're a top eight side. And matter of fact, all the people that we've lost, we can still get it done. I think this is a huge clash between Newey and Manly. Oh, so you're saying, are you who you are, who you think you are? Did I get that you, right? No, for, are you who you both, say you are for both sides? Both teams. Both teams. Are wow. you who you okay. say you are? Well, look, I'll... Oh, oh, 
I must agree with you because, well, Newcastle Knights, let's start with Newey. Yeah. So they started the season hot out of the blocks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, here they are. Like they've, they've put themselves up in the top eight. Um, you know, there's, they're a team to be reckoned with in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponga goes down, misses a couple of games. Form hasn't been great mm. over the last few. Mm. Um, so, you know, a little bit sort of shaky ground at the moment. A bit unlucky. They had a few sin binnings that were touch or go. Questionable. Um, but they've, yeah, they, they, they've hit a point, although we're only a month in, yeah. they've hit a point where they actually need to, as you said, mm. They need to actually stand up and say, "Righto, we are here mm. to be a part of this 2022 season. No matter who's in the team, exactly. Let's not let's not let's not worry about who's not here, mm. boys. Let's worry about who, who is here and let's get out there and get the job done. Mm. Now they're taking on a manly side. Um, Tommy Turbo injured, um, but they were very good on the weekend. Yes, very good. And the the one person, and I think this is, yeah, you've been talking about this now for quite some time, Kempi. I was really pleased with the game that Daly Cherry Evans come up with. Mm. And he didn't try to be too fancy or yep. overplay things. He just said, look, I'm taking control of this side. Mm-hmm. I'm the skipper and just led from the front. Yeah, absolutely. And he gave people around him. He, he laid the platform, the mm. foundation. And sometimes mm. I think with Cherry, because he's such a competitor, which you love, you yes. love. But I mean, how many times have you seen Smithy where – competitors almost do too much. I think Pierce used to struggle with it a little yeah. bit. Mm. And I think that you're right. DCE said, I'm going to take a, take a step back to take a step forward in the sense mm. of I'm going to do all my job extremely well. As best I can. Best I can. And he absolutely killed it, especially his kicking game. Mm. I think it's 600 plus meters, two 40-20s. Yeah. Oh, 20-40 and a 40-20. A 20-40, um, And he allowed Foran to really do his thing. And I thought mm. Foran, because the Manly game on the weekend, a lot of their attack – is usually down the right side. Yes. They went down the left side, yep. which actually ended up opening things up for DCE later in the game. Yeah. Rather than going to the right early on and then, you know, defenders knowing what's going on. So mm. I totally agree with you. I thought DCE had one of these better games in a long time. Um, Kalen Ponga back, uh, second game back. Wasn't in great touch mm. last week. Looked a bit injured still, to be honest. I thought he looked like his knee yeah, was his a bit... his knee was a bit ham, but yeah. he, looked, he looked ginger. Mm. He looked a little bit sore on it at times. Um but he's back, um, and I think they're hoping for a big game from him. Mm. He ne- well, he needs to. He, yeah. He's, he's got to come up with a big game this week, doesn't he? Absolutely. And by reports, it says he's going to agree to stay at Newcastle Knights. That's just a report. Oh, really? No confirmation. But okay. the, the latest report is he's going to knock back a deal from the Dolphins and stay at the Knights. First of all, I want to congratulate the Knights for getting through, if it is true that he is going to stay, getting through such a tough period for the club. Because if they lose Ponga and maybe one or two other players – all the work they've done mm. since those tough years yeah. is basically erased. Mm. And so I just want to give a wrap to the admin and the recruitment if they are able to get this deal done, how much they've fought through. Yep. Uh, Adam O'Brien as well. Uh, yep. And I think Ponga, if it is true that he has accepted the deal, he has that weight off his shoulders now. So That's he can right. just go and play footy. Yeah, he, do- he doesn't have to worry about the chatter going on yep. externally. Not that I- – I personally, I don't think he's that type of guy that would – think about that too much yeah. or listen to that stuff. But, you know, playing for a club like Newcastle, which is just, it's their town. I love it. Loves, loves the team. It, it, it revolves around rugby league. Mm. Um, at some stage, you, you're going to hear, hear the, the chatter yes. and the voices and, and whatnot. But it's just, as you said, it's just a, it's a extra bit of um, weight off his shoulders where 
once he makes a decision that he knows he's confirmed where he's going to be playing, he, he can just go and play footy. Absolutely. And I think also it sends a message to the rest of the team. It sends a message with, you know, you know no player is bigger than a side. But mm. when you get a superstar saying, I believe in this club and I believe we can win a premiership, yeah. I think that does a lot for guys like Clifford, for guys like Clune, for Braley. Mm. Yeah, it's it's all it does, it, particularly for those young guys, just gives them confidence that he's going to be around. The captain's around. He's he's our marquee player. He's a great athlete. He brings so much to that football side. Um, it just gives them confidence to go out and play their best football too. It's going to be a tough one. Absolutely pouring down um, in Sydney and Newcastle today. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, fun game in the wet for yep. the boys. Uh, and I think uh, as far as like the prices go, I think you can hardly split them. I think Manly's maybe two bucks and... Mm. Newcastle a dollar ninety. Um, you get those odds at Top Sport, but um, yeah, it's it's a difficult. Going off last week, you'd probably lean towards Manly, even without Tommy. Yeah, I think the weather really plays into Manly's hands because DC, mm. being the veteran he is, oh, mate, he knows game. what to do. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I I think this so is going to be cracking match. Wet kicking. Oh, and he's just come off a twenty forty forty twenty six hundred meters. That if I'm DC, basically. You, you want to kick them to death. Just keep turning around. Yeah. Keep turning around. Well, particularly that was we just mentioned, Kemby. Like, like <laughs> Kalen's coming back from a, a knee injury as well. Yes. So why not make the fullback who's carrying a bit of a knee a niggle, mm. run him around as much as you can. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna minimise the impact he has when he gets the ball. Now, speaking of uh, Kalen Ponga, we've got a quick question here. Uh, do you think Ponga is crazy for even meeting with Bennett after Port said he was the one who met with Blaine? Mm. Do you think it's put more pressure on Ponga at the Knights and why uh, he had even uh, an average game last week. What are yeah. your thoughts? Um, no, I don't think it's crazy at all. I think uh, I'll, I learned during, uh, well, the start of the week, actually, um, speaking with, with Vossi um, and Brandy, that uh, he he's essentially off contract this year with, with the Newcastle Knights. Mm. He, he's got a clause in his contract, which is a player mm. uh, clause. It's a player option. So, essentially, he is off contract with Newcastle because if it's his option, then... It's his decision to make. Do I stay in Newcastle or do I move on? Mm. So it's like any other occupation where you're out of contract and you need to find work somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, I so think... he's just doing what he needs to do mm. to make a decision on where he's going to be in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a case of, you know, the media not painting the whole picture. Mm. So they kind of imply like, wow, he met with Wayne Bennett and not really putting in the article, or maybe they do, but it's far down, yeah. basically saying he's off contract, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I think if a lot of people knew that this, he's literally off contract and all he is doing is negotiating, uh, you know, I, I think people would be okay with it. I think it's play on. But I think it's play on. I'll tell, sure. you what, I'll tell you what people would be okay with. If he would have played an outstanding game in Newcastle 1, yes. not a word would have been not, said. Not a word. Now, on to the next game. We've got the Warriors versus the Cowboys. Wow. Don't these two – well, Cow, Warriors got the win, mm -hmm. but they definitely need, you know, to get some consistency. A win after a win would be huge for them. Mm -hmm. Cowboys, wow. Talk about <laughs> crashing back down to earth. Very similar <laughs> to the Broncos the other week. Yeah, uh, They're going to need to bounce back massively if they want to be, you know, considered a top eight side. Yeah, they will. And and that's the challenge in this competition, Kempi, isn't it? it? It's not just about, well, I get a win. Yeah. Well, let's get a win. We've had a good win while – all we got to do is turn up. Now we found the magic formula to win footy games. Yeah. It's not like in this competition, you cannot, you cannot put your feet up for one second, mm. not for one, not for one day, not for half a week, not for a month. Like you cannot put your feet up and think, well, we just got to turn up, put our jerseys and boots on mm. and we'll be okay. 
Yeah. Every every game that you're a part of, right? It's you need to be at your best mm. to be any chance of winning, mm. or to at least be competitive. Yeah. And you know the Cowboys, yes, they enjoyed a very very strong victory against the Broncos, mm. and they were impressive. They looked really good. Very impressive. Um, you know, some individuals had outstanding games, but they played well as a footy side. Mm. But then they, they went back home. They would have been thinking, nah, we're back in Townsville, home crowd. Um, we got the Roosters. They're not, they've been a bit patchy. Mm. We had a strong win. We'll be okay. Well, the Roosters, they, they oh. give them a dose of reality and said, hey, boys, this is the way you need to in play. In their home. At, at, their, home, at mm. their home ground. Yeah. So I, I think that, that they, I'd expect that they've you know, reviewed that match and, and sort of wiped that game and put it behind them and just got back to work. In preparation for this game, because if you know they need to be ready. If they, if they turn up with a poor attitude, then the, and the Warriors play well, they'll they'll suffer another loss. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. I think head to head though, if both teams are at their best, I think the Cowboys' best game is slightly better than Warriors. Mm. It's going to be an interesting clash. And, and just speaking on the consistency thing, I think it's it's the toughest thing for young players to come to grips with when they come into first grade. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by it's not on the field; it's actually at training where you would see all the time. The young rookie comes in, he has a crazy first week. And then the next week, he's nowhere near as good in training as he was the first week. And Mm -hmm. you're almost arguing with yourself as a young guy, like surely they can't expect me to, you know, play the same as I did last week. I gave everything I had. And you don't actually, it takes you a few years to really build up that resilience of like, no, no, this is the standard that is expected. It's not a matter of when you feel like it. This is when, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. a a lot of teams struggle with that. Mm. Well, well, I think that's that's what we've seen in in this opening month, where teams that weren't do, they didn't have you know, overly successful seasons last year, mm. um, but then come out and started you know the first two weeks were doing quite well. Cowboys, yeah. Broncos, uh, Newcastle to an extent, mm. um, where they they've had you know bumper sort of first fortnight, but then all of a sudden come crashing back down um, because of you know consistency issues. Mm. Um, so I think that that's that's what the difference between the really good sides, sides like you know Melbourne, uh, Penrith. You could throw Parramatta in there, mm. um, and and a couple of others. Roosters, probably going back a couple of years, not yeah. so much now. Mm. But they are the sides that are very good at playing at a certain standard every week, mm. every week. Absolutely. And and on top of that, Kempi, if they turn up and they're not playing so well, mm. um, they're not playing their best football, they still find a way to win. Yes. They still find a way. It's mm. not, It's not. oh, it's not happening for us today. We've had a few calls against us. Mm. Um, you know, oh, we've lost a player through injury. Oh, it's just too hard. Mm. No, they find a way to get that victory for their side. Absolutely. Now, after the break, we'll discuss some of the best moments we've seen in sport for this week. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Time now to look back at a week of sport and break down the best moments. Thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Best Sheds are now up to 40% cheaper. What do you got for us, Smitty? Best Sheds. Great pill at Best Sheds. Thank you for looking after us on this seg. Ryan Pappenhausen, 28 points, Kempi. Wow. 28 points, capped off with four. Four. Four meaties. Four tries. What a game. I reckon that's – I averaged less than that in the whole season. <laughs> four. It's not funny. You need a mullet like him. That's what you need. You need to get the hair cut out, get him in the hooker, and you score oh, four. Oh, God, four tries. How, how good would that be in one match? Anyway, good on you, Paps. I think 28 points was close to the Storm record as well. Man, he's a points in a match. Matty Guy, 34, most ever. Um, and number two, all Australia, 
yet again. Did you? I, I watched this match. Did you? Yep. The the women's uh, cricket side. We've we've taken out the World Cup. Mm. Beat um, beat England. Alyssa Healy. Didn't she uh, have one of the qu- biggest scores? One hundred and seventy runs. Wow. Most most runs by any player ever, male or female, in a World Cup final. Wow. Wow. Outstanding. She was she was doing hook shots, straight drives, back over the bowler's head, cut shots, all of them. Ramp shots. It's just crazy. Tequila shots? Probably after. Yeah, I mean, she earned it. Definitely after. Definitely after. But, um, yeah, just outstanding. So, well done, ladies, on a, on a fantastic uh, campaign. And, yeah, world champions once again. That's uh, brought to you by Best Sheds. Up to 40% cheaper than the competition. Visit bestsheds.com.au. After the break, we'll wrap up the second hour of the show. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and the Beak. Now, before the break, I got ahead of myself. It's not like me to get ahead of myself. Oh, you got excited. It's the Bronx. I got excited. It's the Bronx. I'm just Mm. just getting excited for the boys. But Broncos versus Roosters. Talk about a huge clash for the Broncos. If if this goes really poorly for them, Mm. Mm. all the hard work in those first two rounds essentially is erased. Uh, Yeah, for the short term, I guess. Yes. Um, And and. What we spoke about earlier about the promise that they showed, particularly in those opening two rounds, um, big matchup this one coming off you know, a, a loss on the weekend. Roosters playing really well in Townsville. They've stayed in Queensland, mm. uh, the Roosters, which you know shows their intent, yes, and their mindset towards this game. They 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 chose to stay in Queensland and, and prepare for this match, big one uh, Friday, a short turnaround actually for Roosters, so probably a good decision mm. to keep the players up here ready to go. And a lot happening for the Broncos. Paddy Carrigan, he's unavailable, knee injury. Albert Kelly, he's got the sore foot. Um, uh, along with, along with, well, Tommy Flegler, he, he was suspended out of the, what was it, four? He got put on report four times? Mate, yeah, three of them were very touch and go. The fourth one, yeah. though, yeah, I can definitely see. Yeah, there was some question marks around some of the uh, reports, on reports yes. for, for Thomas. Um, but Payne Haas will be playing, we believe. Yes. He'll be available. So, um, yeah. A bit happening for the Broncos and perfect opportunity to just silence a few of the uh, the critics out there at the moment is to mm. come out and play well against the Roosters. And they do have a bit of form. You know, I think a couple of years ago, Roosters were flying high. Mm. Broncos went down to Sydney yep. and essentially ambushed them and got a, got a win. That was a, a game where Tavita Pangai Jr. and Victor Radley went toe-to-toe. Yes, I remember that. Uh, so, you look, the Broncos have form of really sticking it to the Roosters. So, it's just... I, the question for the Broncos is, is it doesn't matter that it's the Roosters. Mm. You can't put in your head, okay, well, it's the Roosters, they're top four side, no. already looking for excuses. No. Yep. Yep. We have the squad to challenge these guys. Mm. Let's take it to them. Let's show them. You know, the, what the Raiders did, I feel really well against you guys when they had that little run, mm. is that they almost had a chip on their shoulder specifically for you guys. Yep. Like they they focused in on we, we almost – have no respect for you. Obviously, they would, but they mm. played that way. And I just think with the Broncos for this game, they've kind of got to sit back and go, yes, it's the Sydney Roosters. Yes, it's a star-studded side. Mm-hmm. But we are just as good on paper. We have just as many stars. We need to come into this game with a very aggressive mindset. Don't yeah. allow them to dictate terms no. early. Well, particularly on your on your home turf. Mm. So they're, they're coming into your... Um, home ground, Suncorp mm. Stadium, and you need to play aggressively, particularly against the Roosters, who traditionally play that way mm. with their defence. They they really like to intimidate you physically. Yes, um, with with the players partic- uh, that they have 
in their in their ruck. Um, that's their style of play, and they and they like to, um, for want of a better term, bully you mm. early. Yeah, and just send a message to say, look, we're just going to bash you every time you run the ball at yeah. us. We're going to bash you. We're going to bash you out of the game mm. to try and you know minimize you know the energy or you know the 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 intent that you have in your runs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, big game for the Broncos. In actual fact, they could probably turn what's been quite a negative week for them into a positive. Could be a massive week with, with with a huge game, yeah. And and with all the things going on around, um, a couple of their players, you know, some suspensions, some injuries, they could really just knuckle down and, and put in a really strong performance against this Rooster side. Who, you know, we, we said, that, you know, they played well last week, mm. but they have been patchy. Absolutely, they have been patchy. And if you look, if I was in the Broncos, I'm looking at I'm looking at the game that the Rabbitohs played against mm. them. Yeah. They played high energy, mm. they played physically from the start and mm. they and they 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 took the game away from the Roosters. The, the Roosters did their very best to hang in there, mm. but the Rabbits just they they took it to them early and it was relentless. Yes. Relentless. They need to play out an a, an 80 minute game this uh Friday night. Absolutely. I, I yeah, I totally agree. I think that you know the number one priority is energy for the Broncos. Just a lot of energy flying up out of line, line speed, as in together, not flying out by yourself. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you could, as a Broncos, you could look at this as a huge task ahead of you, or you could look at this as a huge opportunity to turn, as you said, bad week into good week. Now, the Roosters, mm. where do you think they get the job done? Um, oh, just exactly where we just spoke about about their their physical approach to mm. the game. Um, you know, I, I think that their halves are starting to find some mm. form together. You know, they've they played a few games together now. Um, yeah, they're pretty impressive. They they've got quality right across the park, mm. and if they pl- and if they all play well, they're they're a good side. Yes, they're, they're a very different side to what we've seen when they took out those two premierships in eighteen and nineteen. Mm. But they're still a very good side in this competition. So if they get it right, they're, they're hard to beat. Mm. But it's just it, it's it's about the energy that you bring to the game against mm. the Roosters, um, and it needs to be there for the eighty minutes. There's there's not a moment where you think, well, we can just have a little rest here because you'll find yourself sitting behind the try line watching um, yeah. them take a, a shot at goal. Absolutely. Do you think that you know so much has been said about Sam Walker? Do you think we've been a little bit impatient with him? Uh well, I think some some people yes, yeah. uh, some others no. Mm. I think that's it. For, for mine, there was always going to be um, uh, about the long game with uh, with with Sam Walker. Mm. You know, he was a young man with a lot of raps on him that come into the game um, not so long ago. And but playing in that position, such a key position in the team, um, where he has to make a lot of decisions, a lot of the a lot of the the attack is is based around him um, and and what he does with the football, whether he's running, passing, or kicking. Um, it, it takes time. Mm. You know, we talk about other players, you know, in, in the game at the moment, guys like Lachlan Ilias who are just starting out. It's The key is having patience around mm. these players. And, you know, just because you come from a, a, you know, a system, say, like in a Queensland Cup or a New South Wales Cup or even in the juniors, if you're an outstanding player in those competitions, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to walk into an NRL jersey and, and set the world on fire. Mm. It's a completely different level of football that you're playing. Mm. And what's really interesting about that, some people 
actually struggle in Queensland Cup and New South Wales Cup, but then play really well <laughs> yes. in NRL. Like yeah. you would have seen it plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you could be you could be just your average run of the mill player in those in those competitions mm. in the lower grades. But then when you get an opportunity in the in the NRL, it's just really what suits your game, I guess, yeah. and and the people around you and and allowing being allowed to bring you know, your strengths to the to the team mm. and to the table and uh, allows you to express yourself as a, as a player um, and get the very best out of you. Now, Canberra Raiders versus the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne mm. Storm absolutely red hot last week. Yeah. It seemed like they found their groove. Mm. Real, I mean, that spine with the Hughes, Grant, Munster and Pappenhausen. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, that spine, when that clicked... It was it was almost beautiful to watch. Like it, yeah. it was almost impossible to stop. So, right now the Melbourne Storm, huge match against the Raiders. As we were speaking about earlier, Raiders always get up for you guys. Mm. Where do you see this match being won or lost for the Storm? Yeah, look I, again. Well, this is on the road. This is Wagga. Wagga Wagga. Uh, so they're not going to uh, Canberra to play against the Raiders in front of, um, which is usually a pretty hostile crowd for yeah, a bit. <laughs> for the Storm. Um, but yeah, they're going to Wagga to play this one. Look, I think if if the Storm carry on and and, and um, play the way they did last week, they'll be very hard to beat. Mm. Um, although, having said that, look, the Raiders they do they do get up for the Storm games, mm. and and there's just something about the you know, the Ricky Stewart yeah. Craig Bellamy match up with the coaches, Stick and and Bellyache, very competitive people. Um, you know, very. Uh, hard on your sleeve type of stuff when it comes to these two uh, uh, playing against each other. And, yeah, they're, they're great mates. Yeah. So who doesn't want to get one up on, on your mate, particularly you know, when you're coaching at this level? So Sticky will be doing everything in his powers to have the Raiders boys up and about um, for this one. Um, and, I, and I think it, they'll be looking to bounce back too mm. um, after their, their their game last week. Um, Storm, we- Storm. It's hard to gauge. Like they they did some wonderful things against the Bulldogs, but if if we're being honest, the dogs didn't play well. Mm. They weren't good. Yeah, um, weren't overly competitive and and just you know just almost allowed the the storm to run riot. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I I guess if if for the Raiders, if they be if if they want to be in this match at the end. They're going to have to come up with a, a pretty good defensive plan, mm. um, as you said. You know the the, the spine of, of Melbourne Storm at the moment are in pretty good form. Mm. Um, they've got some good combinations. They've come up with some really nice set plays, yeah. um, which is opening up opposition defences. So they, they they're going to have to be on their game defensively mm. um, to be to be in this game at the end. Where do you think it went wrong for the Raiders? You know, it, it's almost. Well, so like after their grand final Yeah, appearance. yeah. You know, like they, they've mm. gone from a team. When you look at their squad, even now, you go, that's a top four squad. Like yeah. it really is. Their forward pack's incredible. Mm. They've got obviously Whiten, uh, Dally M. What, how do they get out of this? Do they need to rebuild? Do they need to a refresh? What, what's yeah. the answer? Oh, well, I think that they've lost a couple of quality players, Kempi. Mm. Um, yeah. You've got to remember that. Josh Hodson has been battling injury yeah. over the last couple of years. I think like now it's been confirmed that he that he has done his ACL this year, like which is just shocking. Only did it two years ago in twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. He he's been, you know, one of their their major players. Like not that long ago yeah. people were talking about him being you know, possibly the best hooker in the competition. Mm, so I remember that. Um so uh you know with him, battling with his injuries, a couple of players coming over from England, then returning home I think I think if I'm if I'm being I think 
the loss of um, uh, Bateman, mate, agreed. huge, I absolutely huge. agree. And and although he didn't play in one of those key positions of you know, one six seven or nine, mm. he was so influential to the way they played their footy and the energy that they showed in games and and in the end the result. Yeah. He was so influential. When when things went a little bit sour there and he ended up going home for personal reasons, that, that I think that's where things changed for Canberra. Because you gotta remember like they were involved in that grand final in nineteen. Mm. They then come out and play they played in the prelim. Yeah. In twenty twenty. And you were red hot like and, it, yeah. and and yeah, to be fair to Canberra, like the storm turned up that game, it was played at Suncorp and we just we just blew them off the park in the first thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um and we scored, you know, plenty of points early and they just couldn't recover. Mm. So they went from grand finalists, well runners up in, in nineteen, prelim finalists in, in twenty twenty, and they've just struggled to find that yeah. form in the last couple. I think that they'll probably look back on the Bateman situation and said maybe we should have extended him when mm. he wanted to stay mm. and, and get a bit of certainty. Uh, the, my understanding with the Bateman situation was he wanted to lock down the next couple of years because right. he had a young daughter. Yep. So he needed to know, okay, like if I'm going to get a longer deal, then we can really set up a life yes. for them in Australia. And I think that's probably – the Raiders would probably say it was an error letting him go. Maybe mm. they should have spent a bit of more money to keep him in the, in the stable. Mm. Um, now, some people would say Fogarty hasn't played, so that's a huge out. Look, I think Schneider's actually been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't think – Fogarty alone would have got them out of this uh, little funk, even though I think Fogarty is a great buy. But yep. anyway, great match. Canberra versus Storm, regardless of where they're on this table, is always a cracking yeah, it'll, match. It'll be a cracker. Now, on to the next match. South Sydney versus St. George. Mm. Thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, speaking with the skipper earlier, Cam mm. Murray, he um, he sounds quite confident about this one. Mm. Um, knows they've got to take the right mindset into this game. Um, for obvious reasons, but they're just they're looking to build and look to build consistency. Mm. Great opportunity this week against the Dragons. Um, we've seen that in the early rounds, like when they when they when things go right for the Rabbitohs, they're as good a side as any in this competition, Absolutely. and I'm including Melbourne yeah. and Penrith. And probably you you probably say they 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 may have the most potent um, attack. Yeah. When, when when things go right. Absolutely. When things go right. When when the passes stick, when they've all got their right timing, um, when everyone is doing their role the best they can, they they just seem to just pick defences apart it's like it's incredible. a training yeah. run. It's, it's just crazy. And, and you prepare for it and you know it's coming, but mm. it just you cannot stop it. It's amazing. It's all, You sit there and watch it and, and you laugh at, at the ease at which they – Pull apart it defensive. seems like it's in slow-mo because yeah. they square everyone up so well. It's not like they're hitting at crazy no, speeds. No, it's, it's all, it defies logic to what you know, most of the good coaches are teaching where yeah. you, you, know, you need to be running at, at speed and you need mm. to be punching holes hard and this and that. It's just, yeah. So I, I think, you know, the Rabbits, if they get if they get it right this week, they should be taking care of the Dragons. Mm. Thoughts on, I was really, really surprised. Sloan gets dropped. Amone gets put to the bench. Mm. Hook has a tendency to make some pretty big calls, uh, mm-hmm. and some of them work out, some of them don't. Now, I personally think it's actually put the Dragons in a much tougher position now because mm. he dropped those players, and the message – obviously, he would have spoken to those players, and I'm sure he would have said, look, it wasn't your fault that we lost. Yeah. But as a young player, all you can kind of think, look, if we have a loss and then I'm the only one that gets dropped – 
Yeah. You're going to think singled out. Yeah, you're kind of singled out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was my fault. Yeah, you feel that way. Even if yeah. he says it's not, which I'm sure Hook doesn't believe it is. Yeah. But they put themselves in a position where they drop the player, then they go and have an even worse performance. Mm. And so he stayed loyal with, with the Mbai, and Mbai is, you know, I think he's a great, solid first grader. But now they have to, they're no closer to settling on their spine than they were at the start of the year. Amone has been moved to the bench. At the start of the year, he was the six. Yep. Sloan has moved out of the side altogether. And so you kind of wonder, well, how is this helping them long-term? You know, yep. is it is it helping them long-term the, at all? The chop. The chopping, chopping and changing, changing after yeah. three rounds, and and rounds. and you know, like it's it's a tough job as a, as yeah, a coach. For sure, um, absolutely. You're always looking to refine and, um, you know, adapt and, and try to look for your best, the best seventeen makeup yeah. against particular oppositions, teams. Um, particularly when you're not completely settled mm. on a seventeen who's going out there and playing consistently well every each week. So you can understand, you know, sort of coaches looking for that that right mix. In your seventeen, um, where you can where you can find consistency because that's that's really what you're after yeah. in this game. Um, so you know, I, I think yeah, it's a big call. Um, but yeah, he's, he's gone with those players again. Um, he's given them another chance uh, against against the rabbits. Big in for them is Jaden Sewer. Um, he's, yeah, coming massive. coming back from Probably their biggest uh, signing. Yeah, coming back from from. Um, suspension. He is their enforcer. Mm. Let's just hope he he stays on the paddock. And he's been a bit unlucky, especially yeah. that first one. Oh, it's just anyway. That's we could go on about that for a long time. Mm. Um, so he, he's back. Um, Aaron Woods, Woodsy, he's yeah, important. He, yeah, the woodsman. He's uh, he's back in the in the starting side. So it gives a little bit of stability yeah. and, and a bit of experience in that middle forward region. And um, yeah, look, they, again, they're a side that, that showed a bit of promise at the start, didn't they? Yeah, the that fan, was my smokies. Fans were up and about um, early on. And just, yeah, they've come up with a couple of you know, pretty ordinary performances of late. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think all in all, I think the Rabbits, they should take care of this one. But, you know, conditions too are going to play a part. Like, it's just, you just don't know with um, the wet weather um, what that will do for the game. Absolutely. And I think Dragons fans, although, you know, tough couple of weeks, the shining light is Benny Hunt has been absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, he's been playing like a like a true captain, hasn't he? Absolutely. Like he's just put his hand up even through those matches where they weren't any chance of winning. Mm-hmm. He just he he took the line on, he kicked well, he chased, yeah. he put his body in front of players. He's just he's out there having a having a dig, really. Absolutely. Now after the break, we're gonna talk about what was your holy schnitz sporting moment of the week. We'll go live after the break. Holy Schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Holy Schnitz. Oh. How much would I love to have a schnitty in my mouth right now? I'm, I'm absolutely a, starving. I'm getting hungry. Oh, wow. Now, my nomination for the Holy Schnitz moment is AJ Brimson. Obviously, oh. it's because he was on the phone to us that it morning. Was. That's yep. the only reason. Yep. It's the only reason. We inspired him. Absolutely. AJ Brimson scoring a try in the 78th minute against the West Tigers to end one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. And when I say bizarre, I mean painful games I've ever seen. Wow. I mean, I've been a part of some stinkers, so I'm not, I'm, I'm, my hands aren't clean. Yes. Uh, but when you see a stinker, you've got to call it. You've got to yep. call it. It was a stinker. And how unlucky. Oh, so, like, I'm Tigers. sitting there watching the Tigers. I'm watching uh, Madge, Michael Maguire up, oh. in, up in the coach's box. My God. I'm thinking, here it is. It's the first win for the season for the Tigers. And Toby Sexton puts a kick up 
at the post. I thought he was going. I thought he was going for six points. Oh, playing AFL, hit the left upright, rebounds down. It actually fell in the West Tigers' hands. Oh my god! And then it's and it's knocked out by <laughs> I think it was Aaron Clark, and it no. fumbled and bumbled in the Titans' hand. AJ Brimson got his hand. Just crazy. I cannot, I, and I just feel so sorry for the Tigers because they're the only team that would have those sequences of events yes. to lose a match. Like, <laughs> I honestly just feel sorry for Tigers fans. I don't know, I don't know how oh. they get out of this, but I really hope they do because it's such a, a proud area of rugby league. That's right. Oh uh, well, well done, AJ. That that was a big moment. Um, what about you? Uh, for me, um, as you know, I'm a bit of a golf fan. Golf fan. Um, playing a little bit more golf now that I'm not playing footy, but Tiger Woods. He's back. He's back. He's, He's ready back. to go. He announced. He said, "I I will be playing." Wow. So if you think back, Kempy, fourteen months, so a, a tick over a year ago, mm. he's involved in that car crash. Yeah. Rolled multiple times or whatever. Mm. Banged up his leg. Smashed his leg up. They were going to chop it off. That's insane. They were going to chop his leg off. But wow. no, now he's back. Just only just a touch over twelve months later, and he's taking part in the Masters. How good's it going to be? I want the fairy tale. I mean, obviously, oh, I want, I want Cam Smith to win it. We want Cam Smith to win it. Yep. But if he can't be the guy to win it, give Tiger. me the fairy tale. Well, well, uh, they're, they're talking record crowds at Augusta. Did you see the video of him practicing? Oh, it, it was, was like it was the choppers. tournament. Yeah, it was incredible. So yeah, they're talking record crowds, like, and they and they're saying that it it could be it could be a factor in who really? wins it. Oh, just because of yeah, yeah, just yeah. because of the, what's going on and yep. the distraction for the other players. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, huge. Great to see Tiger back and hope he goes well. They were our holy schnitz sporting moments thanks to schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. After the break, we'll continue our round five preview. Welcome back to the captain's run. We've got uh, we've got some fantastic texts here. Uh, Kempe, again, a thousand texts, and we thank all of our listeners for texting in. And sorry if we don't get to it. There's just so many. Mm. Um, this were high. The the people's beak <laughs> and the go is it's from Mark at Terry Hills. Terry Hills, uh, boys, thoughts on the NRL having a window at the end of the season for trading instead of during the season that disrupts teams and puts a few fans off, I guess. Blah blah blah. Players, I get players want to have something locked in and have a um, their future sorted. Uh, but every single time headlines are about the contracts and dollars instead of actually reporting on the game. Mm. What do you think about that, Kempi? Mate, I think it just has to happen. I understand the downside as a player. I understand you want to know, you know, further along in time where you're going. I understand that uh, it's more stressful for players. I, I totally get that. So I empathise with players being a bit reticent to want to, to do the trade window. But mm. as more of a fan of the game now, I just think it's required. I just think it is required because not only is it good for fans to be able to go, okay, I know who's going to be in my squad for the next X amount of months. Mm-hmm. But also the content that can be created in the offseason by the trade, yes. it's huge for the game. The amount of money we'll be able to generate for the game, the interest, it's almost a, a game in itself, mm-hmm. watching the um, watching players be traded, having that window where you, you know that it's happening. So therefore you can sit back, enjoy it. A player's coming, it's leaving. Um, I really think it needs to happen. We've got to get some kind, at, at the very least, we need some kind of structure. Right to help the fan engage mm-hmm. with footy more. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a difficult one because if you if you look at it from a point of view where, say, a player extends a contract mm. and stays at the one club, um, the fans are up and rejoicing. Yes. Aren't they? Mm. But if he was to make a decision to leave the club yeah. and sign a multi-year contract, then 
they don't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a bit of a catch-22. Absolutely. Like, is, is, do, you put, do you put sort of clauses in there and say, listen, you can sign early mm. um, outside of a trade window if you are re-signing at yeah. your current club mm. or if you are to move on, um, you have to wait for the trade window. But I guess that sort of gives away already what yeah. your intentions are. If you wait for a trade yeah. window, that sort of means, well, you're on the move. Yes. So it's a very difficult one. Um, it's tough. I, I uh, yeah, it's a really hard one. I need to sort of think about it a little bit more to come mm. up with sort of what I would feel would be ideal for both players, clubs, and fans. Mm. Um, but I actually don't mind you know, what you said about you know having that window where it actually opens up an opportunity to continually talk about the game. Yep. It's in the papers. You can advertise and, and have this whole sort of space in time where it's all about player movement. Do you think it softens the blow slightly if fans are – you know, the trade window is there. So they know they're going to have a bit of heartbreak. You know what I mean? Rather mm. than middle of the year drops the news that their player's leaving. Do you think it may soften the blow at all if it's in a window where they're aware oh, that it could? Well, oh, most definitely because yeah. they're expecting yeah. movement and, and they mm. and they prepare for that, that point in time. And yeah. I, I guess as a trade window, um, yeah, it's it's all about you know, players moving on and whatnot. And, mm. and they're, they're, I think we're talking about your current contract. Mm. Um, it's it's at the end of it's it's expired yeah. that year yeah so you know there's always potential that a certain player will be on the move mm. um, yeah. yeah so but that's a that was a, that was a great great question um, about the trade window it's mm. a hot topic at the moment mate hot topic hole in one if you would hole in one uh, and obviously our our uh, text today are brought to you by Taylor May Golf. TaylorMade's TP5, the ball that beats the number one ball in golf. And all the great golfers, Kempi. All the great golfers. They're using the TP5 at the Masters this week. Mate, I reckon it could Including Tiger Woods. I reckon it could help my game. That's how good the clubs are. Really? I reckon they'd help my game. That's how good they are. And I've got a terrible game. A terrible game. Uh, But let's get on to the preview, Smithy. We've still got some games to preview. We've got the Gold Coast Titans versus the Parramatta Eels. Where do you see this? Do you think this is going to be an exciting match? They've had some good clutches in the past. Mm, Big um, match. They played each other round one, mm. and they're playing each other again. Yes, so, that's, that's strange. Yeah, that is weird. How do you play? How do you? Oh, I don't know. Let's not get down that mm. road. <laughs> Talk about that stuff. Um, uh, Gold Coast out of form. Parramatta in form. Mm. Um, so uh, it it is on the Gold Coast though. I think there would have been, although um, the Titans would have been happy to get away with that one. They were very lucky to get away with it. Yeah. Um, I think Justin Holbrook would have sat these troops down this week and said, Hey boys, that's, oh. that's not good enough. Yes. That was a, that was a poor um, performance mm. and we we're very lucky to get away with the two points. Mm. So let's take it. Let's take the two points while we got them. Yeah. But we need to improve dramatically. Um, if we're any chance uh, this week and moving forward. Mm. I because, think because uh, they are, they are without any doubt a top eight side. Yeah, totally agree. If they play to their capabilities, mm. and that, and and yeah, you you say that about, you could probably say that about every side in the competition. But this this team, they've put together a, a very good squad, who go out and play when they play their best football. They are semi final football team. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, if I'm the Titans, you know what I'm doing. I'm getting what are some, you doing? I'm getting <laughs> getting a few young guys and girls 
to sit at the airport with some drink cards. Oh. So as the Eels come off the plane, oh. get some free drink cards down at Shooters Nightclub. I don't know what's yes. popping anymore. I don't know what's cool, but don't know. whatever's going on. Get something the boys, down at Cavill. Something Cavill down at Cavill. Get the Eels' minds in party mode, and mm. then you ambush them. That's what well, I'm thinking. Well, Broadie and Broadbeach and Burley are the it's Burley now, now, apparently. Isn't it? That's where all the cool kids are, Burley. I don't know. I don't know I either. think you, you hang out there when you come up. No, there, no, you? mate. You wouldn't see me there. I'm just a battler out the country, mate, well, on that the was, farm. Just on that, that was, that a, was that a bit of a trick that the Cowboys used to No, it surely employ? had to be because it, it nearly stung us I'm many sure, times. I'm sure. When oh, you, when you, when you, the you, mad cow. You talk about blokes um, sort of in around, like say you like your Joey Johns's, um, your Freddie Fittler's, like in around that era. Oh. They, they used to – they were at your hotel. Yeah, you, you'd fly into Townsville. Out. Crazy. End up at the hotel and there'd be a representative from the nightclubs, um, which would be I reckon they'd be getting a little bit of a side side uh, side earn from the cowboys. <laughs> they hand out drink cards to all their nightclubs Mate. and say, "Hey boys, free drinks at the nightclub." So automatically the boys are thinking, "Wow, life I'm, is good." I'm get, I'm getting some drinks after this game. They're not even worried about yeah. the footy. Well, they're packing their going out kit before their footy kit. There you go. And at, uh, so, so the jeans and the collared shirt were the first to go in. First to go in before the mouth guard and boots. Don't worry about that. We can sort that out later. But right now, I care about having a good time. No, but in all seriousness, this is a huge game for the Titans. Yeah. It's a huge game because yeah. they cannot afford to continue to have this uh, image mm. of a, a team that constantly puts in one good half and then the second half or the first half is a poor half. They need to become an 80-minute side. Yeah. That has two sides to his game. Great attack. We all know that they've got the great attack in them. Mm. But their defense, they need to be willing to get into that grind. Mm. And sometimes I watch the Titans and I just think that they're so reliant on their ability to score points outside of last week mm. that they don't accept that challenge of like, you know what? We're going to go 20 minutes right now without a try scored, without a line break. It's just going to be completing footy yep. and line speed. And that's it. And I think that's where they really lack that next step to the top eight, top six. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I think um, that that's been a couple of their games this year where mm. they've struggled to, to to back up like one the first half performance. Yeah. Um, last week was just I don't know what last week was. Strange. I, I think they turned up just thinking, oh, it's the West Tigers. Yeah, we'll get it done. They're in they're in panic mode at the moment. They're they're desperate. They don't know what's happening. We'll just we'll just get it done. Where they almost got beat. It took until the last thirty seconds of the match to score a lucky try to get that victory. So. You know, imagine if they would have finished that game being the first team beaten by the West Tigers in 2022. Man, no try scored as well. Oh, mate, it it just you know. So for me, I, I think, I think that you know, yes, they they need to find a little bit more resolve in in defence. Mm. I think they can offer so much more with the ball though. Like yeah. last week, I just I felt like they had some good ball movement through their middle. Yeah, their their middle forwards have got good skill. Yeah, like they they've got strong running games. Obviously, to start with, that's their biggest weapon. But they've actually got the ability to pass the ball around. Yeah, um, and I I think they need to promote the footy a bit more, and somehow find a way mm. to give uh, oh. David Fafita oh man some some space and an opportunity to get a one on one. Yeah, with his, with his opposite man because he got one opportunity last week, Kempi, on a short side, mm. and he threw. Uh, Jimmy, the jet, threw him off like he was a child. Yeah, it's insane. And made a bit of a half break, and mm. they went on that roll. So they they just need to find find a way to get him some some space. Yeah, absolutely. And with the Eels, I mean, we all know we've spoken about them already with Clint. Uh, you know, I think it can be a big win for them, a really statement game to back up. And you know, Eels have had a tendency they have these big games, and then a bit quiet the next week. Mm. 
Really important for them to back up. But after the break, we'll continue previewing a round of footy. Make sure to text and call in, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you missed out on the first couple of hours, you can go to Apple and Spotify. You type in the Captain's Run, and you can listen to the full podcast after it's dropped. Also, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar Beer. Head to your local, grab a case of Bloke in a Bar, or you can grab new Bloke shorts at www.bloke.shop. Now, the Sharkies versus the Tigers. Haven't the Sharkies been on an absolute roll? They are flying this year. Are they sitting fourth? Fourth, possibly. And they're equal. playing top four footy, too, yeah, I think. equal with um, Para, Storm, and themselves, I think. Yep. On a few wins each. So they are they are playing really good footy. Um, and you can see the influence that um, Craig Fitzgibbon oh. is having on that, on that club. Just playing, you know, low risk, steady footy. Um, Nico Hines is doing a great job in the seven jersey um, to a point where, you know, people are talking about Dally M medals right. and state of origin jerseys, right. all this type of stuff, um, which we do get excited about. But um, the, the, they are playing some really solid footy at the moment, and everyone down in the Shire, they they should be happy with what they're producing, mm. their footy side. Um, and no no surprise, unchanged lineup yeah. um, to the team that took the field against the Newcastle Knights and had to win 18 nil. So. Um, no surprises there. They're red hot favourites. Like they're they're paying winks prices a dollar ten mm. um, against the West Tigers, um, and Madge he's he's named the same seventeen that played against the Titans as well. So they they, they showed some really good signs at times. Uh, mm. The Tigers, yeah, but just in in the crucial moments where they needed to find points, I, I just. It seemed as though it was just it was almost like no one wanted to be the person to make yeah. the decision. Yeah. It was it was it was like they just they they said, I don't I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to be the person that tries something. Mm. Here, you do something. Yeah. So um yeah, it was just it was it was frustrating to watch because you could see that they're a footy side that could actually do something. Yeah. If they if they if they played well as a side. It was just it looked like yeah, they they just they no one was willing to put their hand up Do you and think take that's a confidence control. issue. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and probably thinking too, like they're probably thinking a little bit of self preservation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thinking if I if I make a few too many mistakes here, I'm, my head's on the chopping block, and mm. I still want to play NRL. Yeah. Um, a couple of things that um, what I just spoke about there, just trying to you know put your hand up and and be be accountable mm. in the side's performance, and two, just show a little bit of. I think they can show a little bit more energy. Yeah. I, I just looked at times where they had good opportunities, you know, down the Titans end last week where they where they got in good ball position. They just looked flat footed. Yeah. They had no depth in, in, in their in their attack. Mm. They weren't really moving onto the football and asking questions. Like every any time, you know, Brooks got the ball or you know, I looked at um Luciano he got the ball a couple of times in the back row. It was coming off like two and three steps. Yeah, where they were half flat footed. They they had no depth, as I said, to their to their attack. So it just gave time for the Titans to adjust their defence. And by the stage it got out to out to the back rows and the centres of the West Tigers, it was almost like there was an overlap for the defence. Yeah, really, really. So was. so you know, I, I just if there's a change in in the energy levels, and and. And just the mindset of I'm going to make a difference. I'm not going to wait for my teammate to do something. I, I think they could they could do something really really special. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think sometimes 
you know, when you're struggling as a Tigers team and, you know, everyone's a bit down on confidence, even when you watch them run their plays, it feels like they're just going through the motions almost on autopilot. They're not actually thinking, okay, what is the purpose of my run? I'm running this short line to commit this defender on his inside shoulder. Whereas sometimes when I watch the Tigers, it almost feels like I'm running this line because I have to run this line. Like this yeah. is a part of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Whereas, just just for the sake of it. Yeah, I'm running the line. This is my job. This is what I do. Instead of like, I'm going to rip that guy's inside shoulder yeah. off. And if I do get the ball, he's not tackling me. And, and that, that's it's, it's such a small difference from mm. that to just doing a job. It's points. It's tries. Yeah, and, and that, I guess that's another way of, of describing lack of energy. Yeah. Is, is there's, it seems like there was no intent or yes. purpose. Intent, yeah, absolutely. In, in, in what they were trying to mm. do. So that, that's, a, that's a clear reflection. And they just need to try and get up and about yep. for 80 minutes. Yeah. Try and jag one win and, and look how things will change for them. Absolutely. Against the Sharks as well. I, I think this is going to be a tougher match for Sharks than people um, think. I think the Tigers are going to come out with a bang and, and try to bring them down to a really gritty game. Yes. Uh, but so it's, I think it's going to be a fantastic match. I cannot wait. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we will preview the last game of the round, the Bulldogs versus the Panthers. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. What a show. Another incredible performance by the GOAT Cameron Smith. But we'll get to the last game, <laughs> Bulldogs versus Panthers. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, look, I think the Panthers will uh, win this one. Um, if, if I'm a Canterbury supporter... I just want my team to the, – the major turnaround will be in attitude Yeah, for me. Oh, and, and even if we were to lose the game against Penrith, mm. that'll be a win yes. in a lot of ways. Absolutely. To see the boys bounce back and just put in a, a much stronger competitive performance to what they showed against Melbourne. Uh, yes. for, the, for the Penrith side, this should be yeah, – I, I think they'll just go out and play a professional 80 minutes of footy that we've – become accustomed to over the last couple of years mm. and um yeah they will well they'll win it yes they'll win it against the dogs now tips manly knights i think manly warriors cowboys Ooh, i'm gonna go the cows bronx roosters roosters raiders storm storm dragons rabbitos uh, rabbits titans eels um uh, no, I, I tip the titans first go around i'm, I'm gonna go the eels this time <laughs> sharks tigers Sharkies. Doggies, Panthers. Ah, Panthers. That's another show. Make sure to download our episode on Apple and Spotify, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week.